Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Game Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions. If you've got problems, at least your name's not Paul Manafort. I am Gabriel Maranci, sitting alongside the Raging Red. <laughs> He's got problems, but he also has an ostrich jacket. Yeah. 15000 Boy, was it 90000 bucks I love, for an ostrich coat? I love uh, that the judge actually called out the prosecution and, uh, and uh, said, you know, it's not a crime to have an ostrich jacket. No. Let's move on. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're just getting started uh, here, Red Heat and Rage uh, Radio. I am Gabriel Renzi alongside uh, Cam Stewart. Uh, today's guests, none. None. No, that's not true. We've got Ricky Sanders in the DFS Ricky. hour. Yeah, Ricky Sanders going to join us. If you happen to be like a, a guest um, of this show and you're tuning in, feel free to call in. Yeah, free. No, seriously. <laughs> hey, we'll take a few calls today, Marenzi. That's a good. That's a very like good. Like Nando Thursdays with Al Melchior. We'll call it uh, Friends of Gabe and Cam Thursdays. Give them a, give us a ring. Yeah, that's that's a very good. Uh, that's a good call. That's a good call. So yeah, we we had a couple of guests, uh, but um, you know, oh, I'm uh, I'm with my family. Can't uh, can't talk from the van. I'm camping with my family. Like, <laughs> camping. How how lame is that? I haven't gone camping, and I can't tell you how many years. I haven't heard a worse excuse uh, for for not being able to do a show since that kid that used to be our uh, our board op. Oh, he had to go to the uh, had to go to the doctor because his wife was having a baby. <laughs> like I told him, like really. That's your excuse? Pretty soft. 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 Yeah. And subsequently, he got fired. <laughs> the best thing about you, Marantzi, he really did, too. And I'm just, I'm just kidding, but he, he really did get canned after. The poor kid, too. He was all excited. He's like, yeah, my girlfriend's having a baby. I got to go to the hospital. So I sort of busted his balls, but I was like, oh, no, I'm just kidding. You know, yeah. Do what you got to do. And I said, but, you know. You know, I've seen people get fired for things like this, and I was like, just joking. <laughs> and then, literally, the poor kid got fired like two days later. Oh, that blows. Yeah, but I think he got a job that paid better. Oh, did he? Okay, good for him. <laughs> yeah, so everything, everything worked out uh, in the end. All right, so yeah, Ricky Sanders is going to join us. A uh, lot of DFS talk uh, today, Cam. We've got CFL DFS talk. Yep. We've got uh, NFL DFS talk. We've got Major League Baseball DFS talk. Yeah, we got a lineup for, uh, we've got Canadian Football League games tonight. We got, uh, yeah, you talk about it, the NFL. It's going to be fantastic. Chicago and Baltimore, a showdown lineup, kind of like the old basketball game. Got to pick one player to be the king, the expensive player. Very interesting. It is. It's it's a real challenge. It's a real challenge to figure out, um, a real challenge to figure out who to take yeah um, you've got to uh you've got to dig down deep into um into the into the depth chart here and look at who's the fourth string guy who's yep. the fifth string guy who's battling uh for a job 
Um, and you know what? I actually enjoy doing it because I'm betting on the football game uh, tonight as well. And uh, I can tell you a couple of interesting uh, trends coming into tonight. Some nugget? You got some nuggets? Yeah, from the Morency database. Um, the NFC has beaten the AFC five straight times in the Hall of Fame game. Ooh. That's, Bears. Yeah. But how about this? You want to talk about uh, there's some coaches that are good in the preseason and there's some coaches that don't care. Yep. Uh, about uh, the preseason. One coach uh, that I don't know how much he cares, but he seemingly wins all the time, 8-0 and in their last eight preseason games. Between the Ravens and the Bears, which team do you think is 8-0 and in their last eight preseason games? The Bears. No, Ravens. I put it on a tee for you. <laughs> Dude, the Bears haven't won eight games in like the, 20 years, Cam. The Ravens are 8-0 in their last preseason games? The last eight. Wow. That's, that's, that's amazing. To 50-50. I know. I kind of wanted one to go the other way, though. I was thinking the Bears was the least obvious answer. (laughs) Dear dear God, man. (laughs) Yeah, the Bears are eight and no, Ken. No. Come on, man. The Baltimore Ravens, man. The Baltimore Ravens, they're 8-0 and straight up and against the spread in their last eight preseason That's unbelievable, man. That's fantastic. You want to know why? Why? Because they draft well. They've got depth. They've got depth. Their second stringers are good. You know, they're the guys that they have battling for jobs that the play in the second half are better than the scrubs that other teams have uh, battling for jobs uh, in the second half. You know, there's a little bit of line movement uh, right now, and the movement actually has been um, on the Chicago Bears. Uh, the, the numbers come down a little bit. came down about 10 cents on the, on the money line uh, about an hour ago for one reason or another. I really don't understand why, uh, to be honest. Uh, so to set the table uh, tonight, guys, it's the Hall of Fame game. We've got the first uh, NFL game of the year tonight. And um, it's now uh, minus two. The Baltimore Ravens are minus two. It was two Ooh. and a half, minus 140. Now it's two, minus 130, as we alluded to. The uh, Baltimore Ravens are 8-0 straight up and against the spread in their last eight preseason games. The Chicago Bears have a new coach they have a new offensive coordinator, and uh, the exact quote from Mark Helfrich is, um, we're nowhere near where we have to be. <laughs> That's not very good. It instills a lot of confidence heading into the game. Well, I never had any confidence <laughs> in Mark Helfrich to begin with. And it's the thing. You've got, you've got Mark Helfrich coming in here, coming from the Oregon Ducks, a college guy, a Chip Kelly guy, yep. with absolutely zero NFL experience. I mean, he's the one that needs to figure this out, and he needs to realize that you can't throw 318 stupid gadget plays at professional football players. You know, you, you, you know the New England Patriots, Tom Brady. Tom Brady said the Patriots essentially have 12 plays. Like he was talking about all these teams have complicated playbooks and this and that. He said we only really have about 10 to 12 plays that we use. Uh, but he said we have – about a dozen variations of each play. Nice. And he goes, it's up to me. So basically, they've got like sort of a fundamental set of yep. what they're trying to accomplish. And and, and they derivatives have, of it. They have an option yep. within it, right? You get these coaches, man. The Buffalo Bills, like Greg Romans. Remember this guy, yep. this idiot? Say the same idiot that uh, didn't run the football in, in, in the Super Bowl with Harbaugh with San Francisco when they had first and goal for the yep. four against Baltimore. They could have won the damn Super Bowl. Uh, they did it because of the play calling. I'll never forget in Buffalo, they kept on talking, well, you know, 
It's very, very complicated for the players. Um, you know, Romans has 318 variations of, uh, of these run plays. Why the hell would you have that? That's just like, stupid. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Like, how about you come up with like eight that actually work? <laughs> exactly. Instead of, well, they'll, you know, they don't understand it. And they, you know, they'll pick it up after a few years. It's like, I don't know, dude. Like, how about you just simplify things a little bit instead of throwing a book at them? And I used to do this with Tyrod Taylor all the time. You know, Tyrod Taylor had like three different offensive coordinators with the Buffalo Bills. And every freaking one of them said the same thing to him. Stand in the pocket and throw the football. So, in other words, yeah. you told him to do what he's worse, worse at, at yeah. to do. And he's better on it with his feet. He makes magic with his legs. That's like uh, them putting us on the radio right now and telling us to come on and talk about water polo. It's like, I don't know anything about water polo. You know? Like, <laughs> water polo. Yeah. Just threw it out there. I've seen a few water polo games in my well, life. I, I could really tell you. I, I could came break up it with down. that yeah. quickly off yeah. the top of my head. Yeah. Water polo. I pretty much know everything about every sport. So I was yeah. thinking of one that I really. Water polo's tough. Like, I really don't know anything about We don't about know the stars polo. of water polo. No. What countries dominate water polo? I think the USA is the, the best water good. polo team in the world. Holland. Actually. Oh, yeah, the Dutch. The dirty Dutch like the pool? They like the pool. <laughs> Big strong, yeah. big strong dudes there yeah. pushing you out of the way. Van Rankin for dude. All kidding aside, water polo it's very difficult. That's a vicious sport. Uh, yes. Those guys are like trying to drown each other, man. That's and, like water polo. Like you, you hear like oh water, you think ah oh, what a bunch of rich kids in a pool. No, a bar. no. It's like no, no. It's almost like lacrosse in a pool. Like dude, there's checking and stuff in the water, yeah. and these are big dudes. And man. the thing is, you they're know, all six foot two, like ripped guys, and they come in. They swat the ball. They push you down, like, under the water. And, like, it's hardcore, man. And water is, if you talk about it, the resistance of water. Try doing stuff in water, going against it. So they're playing a physical game in water with buoyancy. Remember the BJ BJ Penn video where he jumped out of the water just to tell you, like, that's, like, it's impossible to do stuff in water. I tried to do it, actually. Yeah, it's it's impossible. I tried to do that in my pool a few times. It it didn't work, go very good. I actually got to. Got close? No, I got to the edge. Really? Yeah, yeah, but... That's pretty good vertical, then. I could no, get close. No, I really... Like, no. Like, I sort of... But no, nowhere near being able to jump no. up and stand up. Oh. I sort of get... Like, <laughs> like, I, you know, I sort like you of jump to, up. Your but, legs have to be basically made of titanium to do that. No, there's no way. I can't do no. that. I can't. Buddy, I got, like, a... Ver- I, in regular air, my vertical sucks. No, I'm not coming out of water. Yeah, BJ Penn, the, the MMA fighter, basically, like... He jumps off his knees, like, through water out of a pool, like, on, and he lands on his feet, like, on the deck type thing. Unbelievable. (laughs) That is so, to me, that's just wild. I bet the, like, you'd be surprised. Like, even NBA guys who could jump, I'm I'm, I'm not sure. It's one of those skill sets. I'm not sure all those guys could do it. I think you have to be, like, your lower trunk trunk has to be so strong, man. I bet you uh, Russell Westbrook could do it. Oh, he's he's very muscular. Yeah, there's yeah, a few a dudes like if you think yeah. of the NBA, like Westbrook could probably pull that off. Yeah. I, I don't think a lot of guys could though. But Tray- Draymond Green would like injure himself. Yeah, he'd <laughs> come up and then hand, like Draymond's athletic enough, yeah. he'd get up and sort of land smash on his one, head, yeah. one leg Boom. and like that, that. smash his head or his shoulder. Yeah, I could see that not ending well. Yeah, jumping out of a pool. Yeah, no, yeah, like I said, I tried. Like when I say I got to the ledge, like I did not really. Like, I sort of get out of the water. That's good. Getting out of I the do, water. Like I can sort of, you know, there's a little jump, but then I, I go right down. Gabe, I'm not going to bullshit you. I can get out of the water. I don't, I don't think I get close. That's one thing I know I can't do. I can run, though, for a big man. You've, you've seen me yeah. sprint. I can actually, uh, I used to uh, sound like Al Bundy. Three sacks in one game. <laughs> what a legend. And kicked a field goal in a 34-3 loss. All right, so 
Uh, we've got uh, we got this um, Hall of Fame game here tonight. Yep. Great to have football back. NFL preseason football is back, and wow, the number just keeps driving uh, down right now. And um, it's a shame because I'm an idiot, and uh, I already took it. Son of a bitch, man! <laughs> like really? <laughs> Twix. Very frustrating. I lost like 15 cents. I thought it would go up. People are jumping on the Chicago Bears. Yeah, well, maybe they, maybe right they now. know something. Maybe the coaches, we don't know anything, is a smokescreen. I don't believe anything anybody says in this stuff. Our offense. Well, watch them come out and actually do something. Like, just why would we believe a coach? He's just trying to get the other team. Why, why would he tell the truth to anybody? There's really no benefit in doing well, that. You'd want your opponent to go, oh, wow. So these guys think they're shit. They don't even, they don't even have it together. No, they don't even know what they're doing. No, to be honest, um, the Chicago Bears have been pretty transparent about yeah. this. Uh, as the Baltimore Ravens, Harbaugh, of course, he's a Harbaugh, so he's kind of a dick, right? Harbaugh was asked about his quarterback rotation. He said, do you know what your quarter, quarterback rotation for tonight is? He goes, yeah, I do, but I'm not going to tell exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> I like that. If you were that's, coaching with me, that, why that, would you tell anybody? That's why he's... Eight no the yeah. last day came. Very <laughs> good. No he's like he basically said he goes, Yeah, I know exactly what I'm gonna do with the quarterback tonight, but he said, I'm not gonna tell anybody. That's a winning attitude. Why would you tell the other team even in preseason anything about like it's still a game. I wouldn't tell anybody anything yeah, because anyway. They don't really care. It's yeah. more they're trying to just see certain yeah. players, right? Yep. Now on the other hand, the Chicago Bears have been pretty transparent about this. In which they didn't want to say they kept getting asked about Trubisky and a Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard basically, like, told the reporters, Trubisky's not playing. No. (laughs) So it was Jordan Howard that – Jordan Howard's not playing. So word on the street is Tyler Bray is playing three quarters. The Chase Daniel would play the first quarter, and then Tyler Bray is going to play three quarters. That's a lot of football. It's basically Tyler Bray's game. That's that's the gist of it. Yeah, sounds like a, an option so, for uh, DraftKings there, Gabe. Is it? You know, I, I guess. I, that's what I was thinking. If he's going to play three quarters. That's what I was thinking. You know, I mean, basically, I do believe that Tyler Bray will be the quarterback that takes the most snaps tonight out of all the quarterbacks in the game. Now, the Baltimore Ravens, Harbaugh's not saying anything, but number one, we know that uh, Flacco's not no, playing. No, no, Joe Flacco's one hit. Like, he, he's got to be protected. Number two, we know that RG3 is starting. Hmm. And Lamar Jackson will get he'll get in there. Lamar Jackson's going to play, and uh, when asked how much he's going to play, they said they don't know. They'll take it by uh, by each series. Yeah. Generally, you don't put the first round pick out there. It's not like people. I know there's a perception they're going to think, well, oh, you know, they want to get Lamar Jackson ready. They're going to leave him out there for an entire half. No, it's his first NFL appearance. Maybe two series. Yep. Let him throw a pass, get some confidence. You know, go three for three type thing and. You know, same with the, on a high note. Same with the Buffalo Bills. Like the Buffalo Bills were asked about Josh Allen, they said he'll play a bit, but you know, we're not just dropping him on the field yeah. because we drafted him seventh overall. You don't want to see a rookie that you draft make mistakes and have that taste in the mouth early. Yeah. You want to put set them up for success, especially yeah. you're young and fragile. It would be stupid to let them McDermott, get out there. McDermott said Allen's going to have to earn his snaps. And right yeah. now he's behind uh, he's he's behind Peterman and he's and behind McCarron. McCarron. He's third. And word out of Baltimore is RG three is a million times better than Lamar Jackson right now. Really? Yeah. Huh. RG three has been that, a successful quarterback in the not, NFL before. Not that not that Lamar is looking bad. They like what they see from Lamar. 
but that RG three is he's he really he's things. really impressing yeah. people. Yeah. Good stuff. I'm he's happy in, for he's him. in good shape. He's got a good attitude. He's running practices. He's getting time with the ones off in, and he's he looks good. That's good. And I, I wish him the best, man. For the Redskins, what they did to him in that game versus Seattle, he could have almost sued them the way he got well, killed. Well, and you you have to ask yourself, and the Ravens are asking themselves this. Yeah, the NFL season starts in four weeks. Is Lamar Jackson ready to step into an NFL game in week one if the Buffalo Bills hurt Joe Flacco in the first quarter? No. No. So they're, they're making a decision right now. Is RG3 going to be our backup right now? You know? There's a lot, lot, lot uh, on the table tonight. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Time decisions ready. Ridge Radio continues. We've got NFL preseason football tonight, and it feels good. It's amazing the power of NFL football. As um, it really does take your mind off of uh, problems. Yep. And uh, and reality, actually. Like good when, point. Once I like NFL seasons here, like you know, you're like ah, whatever. What, I got problems, but what's the problem with NFL is though too. It's like that sneaky drug that you don't know that's going to hit you. You do triple the units, quadruple oh, yeah. the units. Yeah. Hey, you know what? There's a useless game between the Buccaneers and, and, and you know, they're playing. But think Buccaneers about, think and about I'm going to throw everything on it. Think about how people, like, rearrange their lives for this stuff. Oh, like I know. Sundays and Saturdays and oh, yeah. sitting in front of a TV for 22 hours and I love throughout it. the week and, uh, and everything. I'm very different than most men with girlfriends, Gabe, as you know. I, I kind of do things a little bit differently. I'm more of a weekday guy. And the weekend, I kind of do, I because of the sports and stuff like that, I kind of get sa- Saturday and Sunday. So it's a beautiful thing. So come football season, I'm not that guy who has to beg, please, honey, can I watch that game tonight? I usually, you know, we hang out during the, during the week. And then the weekend, it's kind of like sports weekend. Fun. Yeah, nothing like a full slate of Saturday college football and a full yes. slate of uh, Sunday. NFL football tonight. You got it. Tonight we got a full slate too. So we've got the uh, the the NFL Hall of Fame game. We've got a double header in the Canadian Football League as well. So we've got three football games. We're going to break it down from a DraftKings perspective. Uh, all three um, all three of the games are CFL fantasy as well as DraftKings has NFL um, NFL showdown tonight. Yep. With the king, with the crown, with the crown, like LeBron James, yeah. the king. The king. The king. It's funny you bring up because a lot of stuff I want to get to. We'll get to the Urban Meyer situation. Uh, but speaking of LeBron James, great job by LeBron James opening up the school in Akron, Ohio. Yep. It's just an incredible, uh, incredible thing. It's one thing to donate money or, you know, have a charity. But to actually open up a school, hire teachers, 
and he's running his own school. And yeah. anybody that graduates from the school gets a free uh, scholarship to the University of Akron. Uh, after the fact, every kid gets uh, lunch and breakfast, a bicycle to get uh, back and forth from school. Amazing. So, you know, it really is one of the biggest acts of philanthropy. And not just, you know, like I said, it's, you know, you can kind of check, but this is actually really, really giving back and uh, creating for the future. So it was nice to see that uh, Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson match LeBron James's generosity towards society and decide uh, to announce uh, today that they're going to play uh, for real for $10 million. $10 million bucks. This is disgusting, dude. Like, it's, it's just such a bad look, in my opinion. The thing is, I can't lie to you on the show. I'm betting. I've already bet on it. The line came out, and I've already bet on Tiger Woods over Phil. So I'm going to be watching it. I won't hold it against you. Don't for please, betting. please don't, please don't. Listen, because you know we all bet on you bet on stuff that's I, crazy. I, I bet on. No, it is a bad look. And I, I, to be honest with you, I couldn't really care. Like, where's they're both millionaires anyway? The highest care about some charitable thing. I guess they're going to. They better say. give some money to charity. I don't know if the whole purse, but something better go to somebody. Like if they keep the whole thing and nothing goes to charity, that's a sin. Like, that's an absolute no, It's even a sin if they have one of these token. Oh, yeah, and we gave $50,000 for every birdie. And yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What's Phil bitching about, too? It's a lot of money to come up with for that. The guy's loaded. Like, so, you saw that. What's he talking about? No, but about? the thing is, so, yeah, so Phil Mickelson, so for me personally, and I'm, you know, I'm in the minority in this, and I'm sure I'll be called sort of, oh, I'm a socialist or something like this. I'm not an anti-capitalist. I want to make as much money as possible. Yep. I have no problem with people making money as possible, but... I also have no interest in watching two golfers who are combined 90 years old who have, what, a combined two wins since 2013 compete against each other for $10 million. At this point, I'd rather watch Jack play Gary Player. Hello. I'll see them play. You know what I mean? They, you know. I hate to say it. Gary Player would slay Jack yeah, now. The crap you know what the thing about Jack is? Jack's got an ice cream company now in Ohio. We'll get to Urban Meyer a little bit later about uh, some food and no, stuff. You know this yeah, no, no, Tiger Woods versus Gary's Phil Nicholson. This yeah. is like, you know what it is, dude? This is like uh, this is like the Chuck Liddell versus Tito Ortiz. Yeah, but know what the problem is? It's like two old fighters. It's like no one cares. What are you doing? And it's not even that. You know, when was the last time Tiger Woods and, uh, and uh, Phil Mickelson were in the same group? I don't know, two weeks ago? It's not like, oh, this is special. They played together a couple of weeks ago. You know what I mean? Like, it's the whole thing is just... There's nothing special about I'm this. I'm going to tell you, though, it'll do well because people who are casual fans are going to watch it. I'm a, I'm a huge golf guy. I couldn't give a shit. I care more about majors. I care about majors. That's what I, that's what my favorite thing about golf is. Gabe, people will watch. It's going to be right now. under the lights. Tiger versus Phil, you know what it is? Casual fan loves this stuff, and I guarantee they'll get good ratings. Oh, I, I would love some money to go to. Uh, yeah, that, that's, the, that's the issue that I have, too. Like, ooh, you're putting up money. It's not like these guys are playing for a tour card or anything like that. They're already loaded. They're already set well, for that's, life. That's what I would be interested in this. It would be cool if you actually had two, two like, you, if you did, like, a rookie kind of survivor thing. You make the tour you don't, like a web.com versus whatever, but that's never going to happen. Well, how about we do it? Phil Mickelson versus Tiger Woods. Uh, loser, loser retires. Loser retires. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, loser, loser retires from PGA can wait to play to the because at fifty loser you, can go, you can go play at the senior. Yeah, uh, no, events. loser retires and you have to go play in the Chinese tour or something. You know what I mean? Like you, you got to move for five years. It's like, listen, you're not allowed playing in in Europe or North America. That's you, the best. you go play in the Middle East or something. Now. Live like, at the Tudors, Hooters to a fill. Hey yeah. guys, I'm back. No, no, like I honestly like yeah. it, to me, it's just really you guys really think this is a good idea. Number one. Number one, from an athletic standpoint, I think it's a pile of shit. All right? I think it's a steaming, 
pile of shit. What, Phil Mickelson's 48 years old. The guy's a cheater. He's a snitch. And uh, like I said, you could bill this, though. I would imagine yeah. you could bill it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Cheater versus cheater. One man <laughs> cheats on his wife. The other man cheats on the course. And on his taxes. Who's the bigger jerk? Tiger or Phil? Battle of the Cheaters on ABC. I didn't mind the old Monday night stuff with yeah. that Atticus Thorne stuff, oh, yeah. Tiger versus yeah, Garcia was, under the lights. Yeah, it was Tiger Woods and Kelly Keeney. They used to have mixed golf. Yeah, it was yeah, back yeah, in like because the, hey, Kelly Keeney was actually a really good uh, female golfer. Didn't Tiger play like Serge Garcia yeah. once? Like yeah, he played showdown, Serge. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, they used to do it all the day. And then Shell's Shel, wonderful world, world of golf started it back yeah, in the day like, with Trevino versus See, to me, Nicholas. it would be cooler like yeah. Speed versus uh, McElroy at nighttime somewhere under the lights. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, then, okay, give me something. Tiger Woods, when's the last time Tiger Woods won? 2013. He's still the most popular man in golf and always will yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, well, Josh Hader got a standing ovation in, in Milwaukee. I know. It tells you about people. Drake's the biggest artist in America. I could go on about uh, proving how the public are stupid, okay? I'm just telling you. Tiger, Tiger, Tiger. That's Ooh. what it is. That's what people like. I'm telling you, most people are like that. They love the guy. He's like an old, he's like an old tiger in a zoo. Well, you want to put him, put him out of his misery? No. <laughs> get the darts. Hey, I'm saying I'm going to move on and look at the uh, the younger, cooler. Animals. Oh, oh yes, yes. <laughs> You're not into the tiger, no, more, okay. more of a lynx man. No, I don't like anything about this. I don't like the I don't like the competition. No, I don't like the competition. I think it's as I stated. Uh, I don't know if I could be clear. It's a steaming pile of shit. Um, who cares? You get your two old men. You never win. I guess Tiger can finally win a tournament. Yeah, versus <laughs> Phil, he's going to get his win. I will agree with you. Tiger, what's yeah. the odds? Tiger will he beat him. He's only minus 120. Tiger will beat him. Great. Playing 20 seconds. I don't know, though. I don't know. Tiger will beat Phil. Phil Phil's he, game will be raised because he's a yes, selfish, yes, greedy yes. bastard. Tiger, though, I'm going to tell you what, though, when Tiger looks at Phil in disgust, he won't let Phil beat him. Is he'll dig deep. Like you're right. It's kind of like two old boxers, and like when, when they had 15 year, 15 rounds, they're just going to be you're right. pounding out each other. They'll man. Both be motivated. It's true. No, Ti- Tiger will be motivated to beat Phil, and Phil hates Tiger because he's won all the time. Phil will be motivated by ten million dollars. Oh, yes, and, like that'll yes. be like <laughs> Phil's all about the money. And the, the line of Phil saying too, he said, you know, well, you know, you might think that we're both rich, and but yeah, I'll tell you what, ten million dollars yeah. will make anyone feel uncomfortable. So it's like he admits, yeah, yeah. Basically, why don't we just have the Koch brothers play George Soros after for $10 million? And then Ted Turner, Ted Turner yeah. could play Donald Trump. And the winner gets a, you know, you know, like a new car. Like, why don't we just take the 10 richest men in America and, and have, have a golf tournament? Yeah, but they... And like you said, oh, I love it. I'm mean, lining up. People are going to be applauding. Yeah. I can't wait. Get richer. That should be people in the wow. crowd chat. Get richer. Get richer. Wow. Ted Turner really sunk a long one. There. You should do it, man. And the thing is, I, I, I people, people are are, are going to flock to this. I'm gonna, I, I, I think your opinion on this one. I understand where you're coming from. Oh, I'm in from. the minority. Yeah, I, I think people but are I'm like proud. Pe- people I'm proud to be in the minority. <laughs> People will flock. It'll do very yeah, well. Exactly. And People will flock. Way. What else? The, well, who else flocks? Pigeons. Yeah, sheep. <laughs> People will. You, you just said it. Bah, yeah, bah, the herd. Bah, the herd are tired. Yeah, wake me up when it's uh, 1995 again. 
I love the fact that you hate it so much. It's no, great. no, I really, yeah, I'm no. not just, this no, is no, 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 you really do. No, you really do. I'm just talking from an athletic standpoint. Yeah. I think it sucks. Yep. You're, you're combined 90 years old. I'm serious. How many, how many tournaments has Phil Mickelson won in the last five years? Two, one? A couple. Two, right? Yeah. He's won a couple. Yeah, two. So, two. Um, <laughs> Tiger Woods has won nothing. Yeah. All right. So combined wins in you know in the last five years is two, two. So what like oh this is a thrill oh yeah they're, like they're they're not the best in the world even no like it's like uh, all right you're two old men that want to go play here for what what's your purpose in this is there some feud that you need to settle no no what, so what's the purpose of this are there, all, are all the proceeds going to uh, to, the pur- uh, to to solve child hunger? No. No, it is the purpose of it is when golf guys get together in a boardroom and say Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson, the increase levels of uh, the percentages of people who watch golf go up like thirty one percent. Yeah. Regular so dudes. Nice the two so, most. It doesn't so matter. Nice they're the two James, most popular guys. LeBron James is spending his off season making kids' lives better. I agree. Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods are spending their season with their agents saying, "Let's play for ten million dollars." <laughs> Exactly. I got people who Tiger as a charity. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Tiger shows up and hits some golf balls with some kids in the hood once a year. <laughs> I don't know much the Tiger Woods Foundation gives. Yeah, I guarantee. You know who the Tiger Woods Foundation donated the most money to? The Tiger Woods Lawyer Foundation <laughs> to pay off the wife that he cheated on with 32 porn stars. I love, I love it. All right, so <laughs> two forty-five-year-old guys, Harry and Karen, forty-eight, forty-eight, forty-two. Yeah, yeah, forty-eight and forty-two. I can't yeah. wait. Can't wait for the uh, the battle of the golden seniors here, Jack and uh, and Gary Player. I'll be watching. I'll be watching. You watch Dateline. I do watch Dateline. <laughs> Great show. It's easy to predict who killed the person, though. I better, they got to really get better at that. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm figuring I better, it out early. Like, it's, it's, I better, it's annoying. I better remember uh, this rant uh, that night, and I can't be excited about the event that night. What if you after, after all this? Now nah, you can still put money on it and get uh, change your tune. You bet on Tiger 120. I think it's a good bet. You'll bet on anything. You say you're going to bet on stuff in the after. Like, just I don't care if you hate the event or not. That has nothing to do with what you're going to do clicking. That is, that's so, your own personal yeah. thing. If you I see think, an edge, bet on it. I think the event sucks. I think the event's terrible yep. uh, from an athletic standpoint and uh, from a social standpoint, which I know nobody gives, yeah. gives a crap about. But I also think it's a disgrace and embarrassing. Tiger Woods has a reported wealth of $800 million. Yeah. So we're supposed to be getting excited to watch him play to win $10 million right now? It's a very good point. Phil Mickelson oh, is a known sheet who, you know, basically insided traded. Some people say he snitched uh, some facts out on Billy. Well, Martha Stewart did hard time for insider trading. Phil seems to slip away. He's pretty slithery. Yeah. He's just one of those guys. He, know what he, he knows what Phil knows? A lot of people. Well, Martha Stewart's more gangster. Yeah, that's, yeah she, she, she did hard time. Phil, Phil, won't do, Phil will do anything to stay out of jail. Like, I don't know what kind of deals he cuts or whatever. <laughs> He'll do it. No, he, he's going to do no. That, imagine that guy in jail. Oh, my God. It'd, it'd, be, whole, it'd be awful. The whole thing just stinks, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, people get excited about it, too. And as a purist golf fan, I think uh, it's, it's at least at least a decade too late. That's a problem. The, the fact that uh, no money is going to charity in today's uh, day and age is stupid. And I'm not really impressed by the money. You, the thing is, I like that you're putting up the money, but it's not still, to your point, they make so much. It's not. It's just a little bit. It's a blip. It's not enough for to really 
Like, say you had $20 million total net income or net worth, and you put up half of your net worth. Now, that's 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 showing balls. If you're worth 800 and you're putting up, they're not putting up their own money. That's that's another. That's that, that's why the whole thing makes no sense. They're if you're not, not even putting not, up your own money, they're not. Yeah, they're not betting five million dollars on this each. It's not like Tiger's putting five million dollars on the table. That's the. I want them to. I want them to put real money up on the table to make it exciting. The sponsors are putting the money yeah, on that, the that, table. That, that's. It's not even. It's not even worth doing. It's not even worth doing. I don't even think it would be legal for them to play for five million dollars. It'd be a hell of a lot more fun. <laughs> I'm so no. That's the thing. You yeah, could, so, like you couldn't legally, publicly say, yeah, yeah, we're betting each other five million dollars. They could have a side bet, yeah, but you couldn't tell anybody. Yeah, that's the whole thing. It's not their money. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, if it was their money, even even if it was their money, I wouldn't give. That's a what shit. I'm saying. Like it's it's still not enough compared to their net worth to, to go woo. I, I love that. Ty, uh, I love that. Phil Mickelson needs another ten mil as he wears his K P N G hat on. <laughs> Big firm, big firm, uh, KPMG. God, they both really are just both sleaze balls. <laughs> I always thought before it was a company. I thought KM for KPMG. I thought like the PM was Phil Mickelson because he was so big in the company. But uh, I don't know what it is. I don't even know what KPMG stands for. That's a, I think they're aren't they like just a net worth company, Gabe? You know what they are like a marketing firm, maybe KPMG. Um. I thought they were an investment firm. Are they an investment firm? KPMG. Yeah. It might be uh, like human resources for business. It's a professional service company, one of the big four auditors, along with Deloitte, Ernest & Young, and PricewaterhouseCoopers. How about the irony that his sponsor is an an auditor (laughs) when he was under investigation (laughs) for insider trading... And tax evasion. Oh, this, this, just gets, <laughs> this just gets even better. That is the best. They're auditors. <laughs> he, he's free. Phil could do, basically, Phil could kill a person and get off. Wow, this guy is really yeah. good. He's Illuminati. I've never seen is, a guy closer to Illuminati. And another thing is, he just cheated, like, last oh, month. I know. And everyone oh, I know. disgusting. Yeah. And now you're going to, oh, I can't wait to watch him play for $10 million. <laughs> you all sicken me. You all, you all sickened yeah. me. Anybody who's looking forward to this, you disgust me. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> it, the, the more and more you talk about it, the sleazier it becomes, actually. Oh, it really does, doesn't it? Like, I'm, really, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, stre- I'm trying to stress yeah. my point home. Yeah, 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 exactly. You've made some really good points on this issue. I'm not going to take anything yeah. away from me betting on it. So, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's an bad. insiding trade cheat who maybe snitched, who cheated on the golf course this year. We're supposed to be happy about him making 10 mil. And Tiger's all right. I don't yeah. hold him against yeah. him uh, banging the board stuff. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants. He likes breakfast waitresses. Who doesn't? Yeah. Breakfast sandwich. Red Heat and Rage Radio. Game time decisions continue. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. 
Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Time decision, ready, raise radio. I'm Gabriel Morenci. Big Papa Giorgio checks in on Twitter, says, how about instead of charity and the feel-good angle, we make it like a game show where 10 people get a million dollars if the golfer they pick or side they placed on wins. Nothing wrong yeah. with seeing an average Joe and regular family winning life-changing money. I like that. Exactly. I like the game show angle. Love like, game shows. Like, you remember when... Um, they, they actually dropped it. But Major League Baseball, they actually do a very good job giving money to charity. That, uh, yeah. like, during the home run derby. That's yeah, right. And then the guy, the guy gave, the, like, a million dollars. And a home. The Century yeah. 21 used to give the home. Yeah, but I was, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Remember, they used to do a really cool. Each guy in the derby had, like, a fan. Yeah. And he was right. sitting in the, the – he, he had the guy's jersey on. Yeah. It was basically if he won the derby, he'd win a home, and he'd win, like, $250,000. That's awesome. Or, like, I mean, remember there used to be, like, the gold ball, and the, right? Yeah, yeah. The buddy hits the gold Everybody ball, you win the money and right. the house, and you get everything, right? They used to have a key. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I so, I remember the players were, like, happy for the guys. Yeah. Remember, they were, like, hugging each so other. It's like, I'm so happy for you, man. And, like, you know, that, that, was, that was cool. So, what Tiger and Phil are doing would be the equivalent of the same thing as, like, if they had the gold ball. And they told, like, Hoskins and Muncie, yeah, and if you guys hit in the upper deck, we'll give you an extra 100000 <laughs> instead of giving it, you know. It's just they don't need the money. I'm not opposed. It's not an anti-capitalist no. angle here. It's just both these two jerks, they're both filthy rich. You know what, Gabe? They're you- filthy rich. Tiger Woods has seven, $800 million, and that's considering he already gave $300 million to the ex-wife. He's got so much freaking money, all right? He can buy the Orlando Magic. And you got Phil Mickelson, as we mentioned. He's a cheater on the course. I mean, the the irony of his sponsor being a an auditor is just like <laughs> no. It's like Tiger Woods' sponsor being Ashley Madison. Yeah. <laughs> Nice, nice. That's great. Actually, I'll tell you a story about Ashley Madison in a sec. But you got my hamster on the wheel. And you know what they should do, Gabe? Great idea by the tweet. But on the par three, maybe they have like a gold ball or something. You put it within a certain amount of feet, this amount of money, this amount of money. You could even do it for more. Well, sure. even like, now. Like make the event. I agree with you. Like if you're going to have the yeah. event, make it more fun. Like not just play 18 well, holes you know they, You know what you can soften that, it now? Because yeah. if they saw, if they were listening, and I'm sure they are right now, the yeah. people that put this together, tuning into the show like they do daily. Um, <laughs> if they were listening, I'd say, listen, you guys can salvage this. Now, raise another 10 mil through sponsors and stuff. Say, and we're giving 10 million away, like, to viewers and stuff. Yes, yes. You know what I mean? You you pick which hole the Tiger's going to get a birdie yeah. in, and you if win. The Eagles, the 13th yes. hole, you yeah. guess. You, yes, you know, yes. you have, like, a sort of like yeah. uh, you have, like, the lottery like the CFL did. Somebody returns the kick, set the CFL rig. Yeah, that's, that's right. The, first, <laughs> the, the poor lady, it's like you think you won, huh? Late flag. Honestly, that was the, the worst, worst thing ever. That was a butcher job. It was the worst screw job it was, ever. It was worse than For people who yeah. don't know the story, so the, the Canadian <laughs> Football League for years have had this promo, all right? For years. Safeways and Sobeys. Yeah. Yeah, the Safeway, it's like a pharmacy. The Safeway and Sobeys yeah. grocery store, million-dollar giveaway. So it's basically you need two you need two, two kickoff, kickoff returns, returns in one game, and you win a million dollars. But, like, so you need to be the person drawn. So they say your name on yeah. the broadcast at the beginning of the game. Yeah. 
Betty, Wait, Linda, Betty White from yeah. uh, Yorkton, Saskatchewan. Yeah, you know, Betty White, Linda Williams from <laughs> Toronto will yeah. get a will win a million dollars if two kickoffs return in this game for a touchdown. And they say, and if they don't, they'll win this sound system. Yeah. Yeah, and you still get a prize and, 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 a, and a voucher for groceries. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, people are already happy. They they were they already won something. Yeah. But this so this lady, this older lady wins. She's like sixty-seven years old or so. Yeah. She she's the she's the the name selected. She shops at the grocery store all the time. Yep. She enters the contest all the time. She finally gets selected. Early in the game, boom! Kickoff return for a touchdown. It was amazing. <laughs> all right, yeah. so she just needs yeah. one more. Except she's an old lady and she's not a big football fan, so she's not watching the game. She's in the kitchen during the game. Her husband he's watching. Knows yeah. all about he, football. He sure does. And knows all about the game. And, the and so she heard him freak out early in the game. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. There's one. So there's the one out of the way. Man, there was it was a high-scoring game that game. There were a lot of touchdowns. It was going back and forth. Was it Argos? It was Argos, Argos and, the Bombers. And, and Bombers. Yeah, they were, they were going back and forth. Yeah, a lot of crazy returns. And Yeah, exactly. So basically, didn't even take that much longer. It was like in the first quarter, and then boom. Like near the end of the second quarter. Yeah, Jackson thing, busted one. Guy on the Argos pops it, man. <laughs> he pops it. He's gone. He's gone. He's, he's to the house. Yeah. He's. It's a touchdown. The ref goes touchdown. The announcer even says the girl's name. He goes, oh, my God. Linda Johnson just won a million dollars. And he goes, it's a touchdown. It's a touchdown. <laughs> Guys, it must have been like a 10-second delay, yeah. man. Oh, 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 oh. And then oh. one ref on the other side of the field who's literally like the CFL field's wide, man. This guy is like literally like 80 yards away, takes out the flag and just throws it like after. Now, people were convinced that they screwed her deliberately. That basically yeah. they panicked and they told the ref in the headset, throw a flag, throw a flag, throw a flag. Throw a flag. We don't have the million. And we told you about the Monopoly contest. We'll get to that again, too. Yeah. It's actually the movie rights were just sold today and picked up today. Great. So um, this lady got reamed, man. So the husband nearly had a heart attack. Yep. He's an older gentleman, too. He they, was, didn't have, they didn't have a lot of money either, He was remember? livid. He yeah. was livid. Yep. And, yeah, they had no money. Yeah. Their daughter's a single mother. mother waitress. Who's, like, young yep. that lives at home with them. Yep. And their ass off. when they won... Basically, right away, they said, oh, my God, we're going to pay off our bills and we're going to buy a house for our daughter and our grandson. And Except they didn't win. They threw a penalty. Now, listen, if there was a penalty right away and it was like, ah, the play never would have happened without that penalty. It kind of sucks. It's unfair, but it is what it is. That's acceptable. Anybody to watch the play, there was, was, there was no penalty. Like, it was, there was nothing like, oh, well, look here. Was it debatable? It was one of these, there was nothing. Like, people look back at the tape. Like, show us where something happened. There was nothing, 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 nothing. And even worse, the ref threw the flag about five seconds after the play. Like I know. And he was way on the other side of the field. And so people were It was convinced. a screw job. People were convinced. Because the whole thing is, guys, no one had ever won that before. You know, that's, that's right. That promo's been going on Not for the years. 20 years. Yeah, nobody wins. No one's ever won that thing, nope. right? So, fine. Like, everyone that watches and knows, like, CFL fans are loyal, and it's the same people that watch all the time. 
So everyone was pulling for her. Like, it yeah, was on Twitter. Sure. Everyone knew around the country. If she, the old lady gets one more, she wins a million. And, like, even the announcer, Chris Cuthbert, oh, my God, she just won a million dollars. I was so happy and for him. And a flag, yeah. and he was like, oh. No. You could tell, like, he was, he was even, like, he, he was like, oh, oh. And then at the half, I remember. That, it was again, a debacle. They had, like, deer in the headlights. I know. They were like, wow. Uh, yeah, they were like, they didn't know what to say. It was hard. To, yeah, the, the because whole, they also saw Twitter was blowing up saying, and people were blaming TSN, yeah, too. Exactly. People were like, you guys are in on it. You, yep. you all screwed her for a million. Yep. It was deliberate. You threw the flag after. You don't want to pay her. So TSN on the spot didn't know what to do. So they were like, uh, you know, since that was so heartbreaking, we're giving you $25,000. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it give, made, her, give her some money. <laughs> it made it worse. Yeah, actually then did. people were like, $25,000, not a million. They were like, you just screwed her out of a million dollars. And then after, it, it, it took about a week or so, and people started to step up a bit. So she ended, they gave her $100,000 cash. Or a check, whatever. Yeah, groceries for life, I think. She got $100,000. No, groceries for a year. Yeah, not enough. No, no, sorry. She got $50,000 cash, groceries for, for a year, year. Um, some crazy-ass sound system, Still blah, not blah, enough. blah. Gabe, not enough. Oh, that was it. They didn't give her the money. They gave her, like, a shitload of air miles. I know. I don't give a shit. I know. She doesn't yeah, have the yeah, money yeah, to go yeah, on vacation Exactly. Anymore. That's the thing. Like, so the kid, you want the cash. They gave her a bunch of air miles. Like... They basically gave her a bunch of crap from the sponsors. Yes. It was like, all right, listen, we'll give her free groceries. We'll give her a free airfare from the airline. Oh, and that was the thing. And remember, they got ripped for that. They brought her to the Great Cup. People were like, oh, yeah, great. You brought her to Ottawa. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I think she'd rather have the million. What a, you know, that was a screw job. You're right, though. That whole night was wild, like how, how everyone panicked and stuff. But she got screwed. Absolutely. She, she should have got at least 100K in groceries for life. Minimum. Look, uh, minimum, <laughs> minimum, Gabe. Seriously, that's it. There will be people out there that will say she didn't deserve anything. That it was a penalty. It was a penalty. Yeah, well, they're wrong. <laughs> they're wrong. We saw the play. It was pure BS. If that happened to you, I can't imagine. Like, oh, and if say it happened to you, you'd be pissed too. If it happened to me, I probably would have tracked down the referee yes. and like beat the shit out of yep. him. I hate to admit I, it, but I, I, I'm I'm no, like God's lines. Like, I would have found the referee, and I would have said, listen, bro, you cost me a million, million dollars. What are you going to do about you it? You cost me a million dollars. I'd say, why did you call that penalty? Like, you cost me a million dollars. Yep. Actually, yeah, no, you'd, you'd need answers. I'm with you. You'd, you'd hunt It'd that guy down. It'd be hard to not want to get him. It would be. I couldn't kill another human being. <laughs> no. but, but, but you know what? I'm with you, though. I'd track him down and want answers. I need to talk to the person. I remember when it happened, somebody asked me what I would do, and I actually stated that I would run him over. <laughs> I, I would get in my truck and run him over. I made, that's what I basically said. I said I would find out where he lives, and I would wait till he comes out of his house, and I would run him over. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't kill him. I'd just, 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 just run him over. I'm just kidding. No, we're just kidding. We're just kidding. We're not running. We're not running him over. Purposes. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah no, you, know, you don't want to kill a guy. He's sort of, you know, yeah. break his legs. Yeah, you know what I mean? He needs to be injured a little bit. And, you know, so you never know. So it's sort of an accident. You just sort of clip him. Nice yeah. call, asshole. Yeah. Bam. <laughs> you just keep driving off. Nice call, asshole. Nice flag, jerk. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you like throwing late flags? How about this? Boom. Yeah. <laughs> it would be hard. Yeah. Like, it, 
No, no I, I, listen, me too. Yeah. I, I would never kill another human being. I could, unless, I would unless, never. You know, unless it was a necessity. Yeah, yeah. Of, if yeah. somebody, if somebody killed like you or a family yeah, member, they could be killed. Exactly. But I'm, I'm with you too. I mean, even over any amount of money, I'm not gonna, yeah. I'm not going to jail for murder and no, stuff. No, no, no. But let's be real. There would be some people that would. Oh, definitely. Like if people the referee killed, costs, buddy, people have killed for, people have killed like for a couple grand. They're actually, lucky, a bucks. they're actually lucky. was an old lady, and like it was a grandfather. You know what I mean? It was old couples. Yeah. Imagine like it was just some nut job that you screwed for yeah. a million dollars, and he actually did what we said. He'd go, you know what? I'm going to look this referee up. Yeah. Guy's a CFL ref. It's not like he has secret service protection. Yeah. Imagine it's like <laughs> the guy that, works yeah. at yeah. like uh, you know Walmart during the day or exactly. something. Exactly. You know what I mean? Imagine he's like a buddy of Pigskin Pete, like longtime suffering Hamilton fan who's like broke and he did something to them. You don't think that guy would chase him down and hurt him? Yeah. No, I think more people, more people than not, would actually inflict harm upon the. Ref. It was such a blatant like bullshit call. Like it was, it was so obvious that it was. It, 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 it was way. a trick. It was. Like, this they were the, the family. People was have been killed for less. People get killed for exactly, buddy. I want a million shows dollars. People kill people for a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, it's a million dollars. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, if this happened in Florida, oh god. If that happened in at a, a Florida game, high school game, at a Gator game, the referee's getting shot on the field. Yeah, the last boys <laughs> out of like in, in the parking lot type thing. Yeah. Like he wouldn't even get out of the stadium. You know, like it wouldn't be like, dude, you just cost me a million dollars. Bang. You know. Then, then the jury would argue about yeah. it, whether it was justifiable. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, it did cost him a million dollars. Stand your ground. Like, yeah, give me a break. Yeah, I know. I'm with, I'm with you, man. That's like in Florida, he's de- he's a dead man. <laughs> You're lucky the family was uh, seniors from Saskatchewan. <laughs> Tough. It was, but you remember, Gabe. Like it, it was. It, it I'd was, have a hard it's time. Such a miscarriage of justice, still. And and if the networks really were good people, I'm sorry, like. What they gave for what we saw is actually... She did all right in the end. I think she could have done better. I really do. I think you're, you're still... I think you're, it was, you're still I think it was 50,000 50, air miles for a year, groceries for a year. But even the groceries for a year, dude, I looked into it. Yeah, it's only... And there's it a was limit. pretty cheap. Yeah, I know it, it is. It's $250 a week. Yeah. So it's that's a thousand. thousand that's twelve thousand bucks. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Yeah, so you're getting twelve thousand so dollars worth of frosted flakes. Yeah. You made, got a couple of boxes of yeah, cereal. cereal. Yeah, you got some mini wheats. <laughs> so instead of a million dollars, a million dollars, you get sixty-two grand and some air miles. Give me a break. I'm sorry, she didn't get enough. Like I, I, said, I think me and you as attorneys, we could have done better for her. Like I said, too, you get the air miles. Yeah. Get great. I don't yeah, need money to go anywhere. To? Where yeah. am I going to go? She's not going anywhere. That's the problem. <laughs> when I lived in L.A., man. The L.A. newspaper, the classified in the pre-internet days, classified paper, actually, you know yeah, what I mean? I love the classified. Oh, it's great. Buddy, when I worked at a newspaper, that was the best. We classified used to be the best. I used to read them every day. Buddy, you know what you get crazy comments yeah. and just, like, people, like, looking for this, can't find that, this and that. Like, it was our, great. Our, our newspaper, that's, like, because I lived in the middle of Timbuktu, right? People had to pay for these classified ads. Like, the classified department, they were the ones who were rolling in the money. Oh, dude, that's what kept the paper. Remember, he said, we, we got an buy, extra yeah. page of classifieds this this episode. Like, let's, like it's it's a big deal, man. I remember once I me and my buddy, I was a big fan of uh, Magnum P.I., the TV show. Great show. And uh, Great show. me and my buddy were so dedicated, we actually put a classified ad in the in the newspaper stating, uh, Magnum P.I. past episodes on VHS cassette, Wanted. <laughs> wanted. Yeah. Lo and behold, bro. <laughs> I need more Higgins. Yeah, lo and behold. Yes. I said, we're, we are looking for a whole collection of Magnum P.I. Oh, if anyone has on tape. That's so good. I know, it's pre-internet, right? So, lo and behold, man. Somebody, you got the call? Oh, yeah. The phone rings. Yeah. And it was great. 
it was some woman. She just got divorced. She's my husband was a big Magnum fan. He's a big asshole. She goes, I like nothing better than to give them to you. Nice. She didn't even charge us. Nice. Just take them. <laughs> she goes, I like nothing better. And she goes, my husband loves this show. He's going to be so angry when he finds out. We were like, this is great. This is- we had a stack of Magnums. We watched like four of them. And we're like, man, the show's not quite as good as we remembered it to be. Because <laughs> it was like years after. We're like, man, I remember that episode of Magnum. I was like, we got to get that. Some yeah. of those shows just don't te- stand the test of the Magnum time. Magnum does. Mag- Magnum's a good one. You know what show does not stand the test of time? The A-Team. The when, A-team? I was, when I was younger and I watched the A-Team, oh, you watch on, it. The A-Team's still funny. It's not the same, though. When you were a kid, it was amazing. Now, it just when I see those old episodes, I'm like, yeah. So you're saying, in other words, you took it seriously when you were a kid. Not seriously. It was a great program, game. I'm just saying that uh, <laughs> some of those shows don't really, uh, like, MASH. It's comedy. Like, MASH is such a great show. Well, MASH, it could, yeah, it, MASH it, it could yeah. go for, like, no, e- eternity. You, you know what I'm talking about. Like, well, I think the A-Team uh, stands a test of time, uh, buddy. I don't know. Although that A-Team movie was pure garbage. Oh, it was pretty shitty. Worse than Tiger and <laughs> Phil. Actually, yeah, that was, that's a steaming pile of shit, as you say. That, that's, a, that's a half star. Like yeah, that movie show. really sucked. You like, I expected did you like, something. Did you like Knight Rider, too? Actually, Knight Rider stands the test of time. I've seen an episode <laughs> recently, and it's cool. And the billion, the bionic man and all that stuff. You know, I'm sorry, a, the A-Team is just one that You know what's a great show? What? The Poor Man's Magnum. Matt Houston. Matt Houston. It's a great show. I'm sure it does not stand the test of time. Remember the, the episode of Matt Houston when uh, Chuck Connor, the rifleman, <laughs> went all like batshit crazy at the amusement park? Great episode. Dun, dun, dun. Great song. Reading Blood! Falling from the lacerated sky. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Game Time Decisions. This segment brought to you by Matt Houston. Great intro. When you, when you showed me that, I was just thinking Will Farrell playing Matt Houston. Like, you looked at the same action, same moves. It'd be perfect. You know what? I think I have a new alias. Matt Houston? Yeah. You're going to retire Gary Brown? Yeah. yeah. I kind of like Gary Brown. Me though. too. Gary Brown. Gary, like, Gary Brown's an original. You can't it retire It really him. is just a great name. Yeah, it's Gary Brown. I even look like Gary Brown. I am Gary Brown. <laughs> you remember like in the old days, like radio DJs, you know, they, yeah. they used fake names. Yeah, of course they did. I know. We use our real names. Like I wish we would have used fake names so like I could just say... Like when I move to a new city? Yeah. No, no, I'm Gary Brown now. It's like a Jewish guy that I used to work with, right? He was a radio DJ and had, like, the curly hair and stuff, and he changed his name, like, from Makowitz to Rock and Rod Matthews. Like, you know what I mean? You had to do what he had to do. The guy's playing, like, rock and roll on the show, right? He's like, my na- other name didn't work as good. So, yeah, I'm, I'm Rock and Rod, Ma- Rod Matthews. Making it work. Yeah. I know, you're right. Guys used to do that stuff all the time. Like, when we first got in the industry, like, there's a lot of guys with fake handles. They're, they didn't use their real names. No. Why? You could be you could be somebody else, buddy. Yeah, Sounds like have, fun. You, you could have a cooler name. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you, you could have a cooler name. 
All right, we want to wish uh, we want to wish uh, Nando Defino. Yes, Nando. Uh, Nando uh, Defino, uh, the best in his uh, future endeavors. Yep, he's uh, been part of the uh, the network uh, since uh, day one. Yeah, since the inception. Yeah. Put us put us on TV too. Yeah. Put you on TV. <laughs> I was already on TV. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well played. <laughs> yes, he did put me on TV yeah. as well. Yeah, Nando liked you. <laughs> you got along great. I like Nando. I put, you, I put you on TV. Yeah, yeah, you, put me, yeah you put yeah. me there too. Uh, but yeah, Nando, I know uh, you always got along well with Nando. We but did. Nando was, uh, was around um, since the inception of the Fantasy Sports uh, Network. And um, truth be told, now that I look back, actually... Are we, am I like the longest-standing uh, tenured person now? Greg, Greg at the network. Greg Sussman's been here since day Sussman. one. Sussman, Florio, what about the King? Florio bolted. Oh, the King. Yeah, the, the King. King. The King's been there. Yeah, Sussman, the Hall of Famer, the King. Corey's been around for a long time. Corey for his day one. Yep. So there's there's a yeah, few there's a few, there's guys. A few left standing. Yep. Yeah, the King, very regal. Yeah. Hello, the King. A colleague and a friend. Yep. Although a colleague I, and I a friend. Know. If you called Engel, would he lend you money? I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know him that well. Yeah, that's a good I don't point. even have his phone number. I don't think anybody would lend me money, Gabe. I'm not sure. <laughs> the bank likes lending me money, though, <laughs> at a very high interest rate. All right. Um, as uh, Nando just sent out a nice, yeah, uh, nice little nice. email, I won't uh, read it all, uh, but there's nothing really private uh, here. Hello, friends. As many of you know, it's my last day here uh, at the network. It's been an honor from bursting bubbles in Toronto to bursting bubbles in New York. Uh, NFL draft night, Sirius XM mornings, rubber ducks, angle puppets. Had a great uh, time. Made a ton of cool friends. I'll be staying in touch. Thank you for uh, being awesome. See, Nando's a nice guy. He like, is a nice guy. Nando knows how to how to handle an exit from a station. Sure does. That's smooth. Like, a lot of people don't know how to handle these things. And no. they go, you know what? F you all. I'm glad to be out of here. Yeah. Or Basically. Yeah. Or, or I'm getting yeah. a lawyer and I'm yeah. going to sue you for firing me. Like, there's, like, a lot of different ways you can go in this industry. Nando goes the right way. Yeah, that's the way. And that's why, you know, you'll hear Nando on the network still in the yeah. future with, with Al. Still. Some people look. They see a bridge. They get the lighter and they just they, they torch it. Bye-bye. <laughs> Nothing there. That's true. It's the best. Like, for a mouthy guy, though, I'm very good at it, actually. Like, I yeah, understand. You leave pretty good. I understand the game. Well, yeah. Sometimes you, know you, I mean? you can't get too lippy. You're not going to get your package. Well, it's one thing. some money. If well, they owe you money, you don't get lippy. No, it's not. Uh, I'm not worried about that. It's basically, you know, people people that flame out and tell everyone to go F themselves on the way out never get hired again. That's true. Right? you got to be a team player, Cam. Yep. Team player. I'm a team player. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I try. I try to be a team player. I'm, try, I'm still I'm wondering. Well, if I'm a team player? Yeah, no, I'm I've been good to you. Every I time you've been in a jam, I, hey, I help out a lot, man. When the, and things in Vegas, when they go around, who's there for you? This guy. You know, man, I, I work out of us out of a lot of uh, tough situations. I'm pretty I'm a team player. Yeah. Speaking of which, yeah. Speaking of which, um, 
I was just telling yeah. somebody that last night, actually, that uh, this time when I go to Vegas in a couple of weeks, I, I plan on not losing my laptop and passport Yeah. in the first couple of hours. It made for quite of a, that's the thing. When you're there, it's just like, because you're, you're, you're playing from behind the eight ball. It's a tough uh, enough town as it is. Yeah, it was stressful, and it sort of ruined the, it ruined the first night after because I was always worried. I'm like, yeah. man, oh, the computer's gone. I got to worry about that. And, yep. You know what I mean? It was I got to go buy a computer in the morning, and it just sort of created stress. I am going to say this. For losing all that stuff, I think you're pretty lucky. Like, the fact you went back with me and Shell Dog when we took it back to the airport and you found your computer that quick, like, there was a lot of good luck involved. Oh, I got lucky. Yeah, yeah. And then at the when we went to the other place and the, the, the passports there, like, we, you got your stuff back pretty quick when pretty you think about it. trip, yeah. considering yeah. the kid out of Houston missed a free throw and Michigan hit a three. You're right. That's that a lot of worst things that could have happened. You said it. A lot of things <laughs> fell like that. That was more like your trip. You had good vibes that trip. Your biorhythms were uh, yeah. trending upwards. I lost a uh, I lost a $2,000 computer on my laptop in one of the evilest cities in America and got them back yep <laughs> which is a passport that you know people love stealing yeah, which, passports which is a miracle and uh then i won a miracle game at the buzzer um and i won sounds uh, like a pretty successful weekend yeah i won like 1500 bucks uh, our boy wiley coyote checks in and says i agree with cam venus flytrap is a way cooler name than gordon sims <laughs> <laughs> like gordon sims that's what i'm saying exactly like you know the dr johnny fever Great name. Dr. Johnny Fever had had a lot of different names. He did. WKRP. Now that's that that's a show that uh when you're watching when you're watching the flashback networks and it's on, I always give it uh, the time of day. Love it. Love it to this day. It stands the test of time. Well, I've watched um I've watched every episode of WKRP numerous times actually. Great show. Yeah, before uh before he was um before he was Johnny Fever, he was uh, John Caravella. John Caravella. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. He was John Caravella. He also worked under the name Johnny Sunshine. <laughs> Johnny Sunshine. In the Johnny Sunshine Boss Jock Show. <laughs> this is great. And he got fired for saying the word uh, booger uh, on the air. This is like the, the story of, uh, of how Johnny Fever... Uh, came to be. All right, here, so here are the names that he had. It's great stuff. Johnny Duke, Johnny Style, Johnny Cool, Johnny Midnight, Heavy Early. Heavy Early? <laughs> yeah, that was another one uh, that he used on the show. Heavy Early before he finally uh, settled on Dr. Johnny Fever. All right, Cincinnati, it's time for this town to get down. You've got Johnny, Dr. Johnny Fever, and I'm burning up in here. Whoa, we're all in critical condition, babies. But you, can you tell me where it hurts? Because I've got the Healy Perception right here on the big KRP musical medicine cabinet. Now I'm talking about your 50,000-watt intensive care unit, babies. So just sit right down, relax, open your ears real wide and say, give it to me straight, doctor. I can take it. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, I almost forgot, fellow babies. Booger. That's his famous. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah, I, I never rehearsed that. I was just reading that cold. Yeah, I know. If you I, at first I saw you, I'm like, what the hell is this guy doing? He's on fire. And then I thought I thought I saw you reading. I'm like, that would have been amazing. Yeah, if, I you can't, did, if you did that I off the top of I, your head, no, no. I don't even know what to do. I don't think I think I'll just jump off. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll leave the building. That was uh, that's unbelievable. I can do like the last part. I know I know sort of the. Uh, 
I know all this. Now I'm talking about your 50,000-watt intensive care unit, baby. So sit right down, relax, and open your ears real wide and say, give it to me straight, doctor. I can take it. <laughs> I almost forgot, fellow babies. Booger. <laughs> what kind of world we're living when you can't say booger? Yeah, exactly. Booger. I, I agree. Was, man, that was just a great, uh, great show. One of the great episodes of that show was uh, Venus Flytrap was the overnight host. And uh, Venus committed the cardinal sin of a broadcaster, man. He pre-recorded his show. Oh, yeah, that's right. Had, had a bit hot date that night. And, uh, yeah, don't worry. He pre-recorded his show, Venus Flytrap, because he had a chick come to the studio. Yeah. It's just so, like, yeah. like that's my, my radio inspiration. Like, the whole that show and everything. Like, <laughs> so, he, he's like, all right, I'm going to tape the show. I'm going to be in the studio, but I'm going to have this chick over. So he's drinking champagne. He's grooving with this chick. He gets it on with this chick. But a jewelry office in the in the same uh, a jewelry store in the same building as the radio studio gets robbed. Uh-oh. And poor Venus Flytrap being the, uh, the only black guy in the station, the police accuse him. They said, oh, a black man was seen coming out of the jewelry store, and you were in the building. And Andy Travis was like, couldn't be Venus Flytrap. He was on the air. He has an alibi. And Venus had to say, Andy, I taped the show. Oh, God. Yeah. The, so, one, the one night in his yeah. career. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, that, yeah. <laughs> that's why it's a TV show. <laughs> that's the one time he does it. Oh, that's yeah. so bad. He taped the show. Oh. He didn't have an alibi. Oh, that's tough. He taped the show, and the girl that he was getting on with set him up. That's how he got off. The girl, so she was in on the robbery? Yeah, oh, she distracted no him and they used him to set him up. What a what a nightmare. They went to court and everything. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Great, great episode. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, it was good. Actually, writing. I they're really thinking of that. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, 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 yeah, it's yeah. not just some sh- shitty laughs and stuff. No, like, no, oh, no, it's no, a good, no. good uh, segment. They, they, uh, they came packing with a yeah. script. I actually stole a line um, in a band. I can't do the song now. It's too politically incorrect. We kind of we brought it up the other day. It's a very good song, but the song's called Drunk Driving. Yep. And uh, basically, it's about getting wasted and going for a drive. Yeah. Yeah, you can't do that anyway. Exactly. So, so we did this song in uh, in 1985. And uh, yeah, no, back in 1985, Gabe. One of one of the yeah. lines was, uh, uh, "I can't walk, better drive." And I took that from Herb Tarlick. Herb Tarlick, there was an episode where Herb Tarlick's uh, drinking. He's a sales guy. Right. I know Herb Tarlick. Sales guy. Great, great hand, But he was like, I'm trying to close the account. They're like, not at this cost, Herb. You know what I mean? They care about him. You know what I mean? So Herb's like just a piss, piss bag, right? Like all sales guys in the yep. old days. That's a, that was a rite of passage. They you could drink go. the most and drive. That was the thing. That was the thing. So you'd go drink. You make the sale, you drink together, and, you know, that's how sales guys did it in the, you know, in the Mad Men. You know, sort of yeah. like the show. They're all boozed up all the time. Yep. So, yeah, that was the line. Herb was got up in a bar, and he stumbled, and he, uh, like, he fell into, like, the, the tables and everything. And um, somebody, uh, somebody says, you're not driving, are you? And he said, well, I better drive. I can't walk. 
<laughs> should laugh, but that's yeah, hilarious. No, it's, a great <laughs> it's, it's a great line. Like the way he delivered it hurt. Part. He goes, wow. He goes, I better drive. Yeah, I can't, can't walk. walk. <laughs> no, it's true, man. Like He goes, it's just so good. Gabe, we're, we're older now. I remember guys, like, when we first got into the business at the company party, like, that was the thing. Like, they'd, they'd sit the at the bar. Like, he goes, like, basically bragging. Like, this guy's I work with, he's a professional drunk driver. He just sits there and does shots. Say, See you later, everybody. Time to roll. Like, you know what I mean? And now it's be like, oh, my God. Like, the, the, that's one thing that I society that it. has changed more than, like, I almost everything. I hate to admit it. My live shows... That trophy sports bar. Oh yeah, it was, lot, lot of, yeah, yeah. It was bad. Yeah, it was bad. Like yeah, I'd have guests. Like I'm not going to name names, but I'd, yeah. I'd have like professional athletes, professional broadcasters, and the place was very isolated. That's the thing. It's in the middle so of you nowhere. You had to drive there or take yeah. a taxi. It was an Uber back then. Like you, man. I've, I saw one hockey player. Man, the guy had like literally, like literally, like 28 drinks. Like he, this guy could drink like. The guy professional, like basically professional. Yep. He pounded back about 18 beers, and then I saw him hitting the shots, like you said, after the interview. Bonsoir, man. Merci. <laughs> yeah, Merci. Exactly. Yeah, thank you, Gabby. Thank you. Yeah. Gets in his yeah. car, yeah. plows through the snow, and he gone. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, it's, like, it's like, wow, man. These guys can go hard, man, and get, get behind a wheel after, but... It is incredibly dangerous. It sure is. No, today's <laughs> I don't advocate it at all. No, I don't but either. It got to the point where I actually stopped inviting some of them because I was like, "You guys can't do that anymore." Well, I, I felt responsible actually. I was like, "Man, so, yeah. this guy's gonna freaking smash someone on the way out of here." One of these shows. That's true. It's, you know, That's the right thing. To it's do. not my problem, dude. Yeah. I take taxis or Ubers and stuff, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. I don't even get into. A, I, I learned my lesson earlier when I was like 15, uh, 16 years old. I was in a band called Corrupted Youth. That the song Drunk Driving. And I was at this party, and there used to be these two, like, crazy chicks in my neighborhood called the uh, Sisters of Black Death. And um, they were, like, older than us, you know? They were crazy, but uh, they were hot. Yeah. You know what I mean? kind of, they, they go hand in hand Well, sometimes. this was the 80s, yeah. right? So they had tattoos and, like, piercings in their nose, like, way before. You know what I mean? They were ahead of their time, these chicks. So they, they were like ultra hot sort of punk rock crazy chicks. And I was partying with my buddies in a band. And uh, they showed up and they these chicks stole a van. So they're like, oh, we just stole a van. And, uh, you know, if anyone needs a ride back home. And a bunch of my buddies went with yeah. them because they were hot and whatever. And I told, I told like a couple of my friends in a band. I said, man, I'm not getting in the car with these yeah. two chicks. They said the chicks hopped up on like, man. Like these chicks did heroin, and, like, they, they were hardcore, right? The Sisters of Black Death. Yeah. That's their nickname. Yeah. You're going to get in a stolen van with no. two chicks named the Sisters of Black Death? No, Mary Poppins isn't driving. Yeah. So, basically, I was like, I'm not going. And people like, you know, it was sort of the peer pressure. Yeah, come on. You're, you're a wimp. What are you yeah. scared of? Yeah. And blah, blah, blah. And I told them, I said, I don't give a shit what you yeah. say to me. I said, I'm not getting in this van with you people. And it took me forever, like, to get back home. And there was only about three of us that stayed. Three or four of us that stayed. The van crashed. My guitarist broke his neck. Unbelievable. I didn't get in. I don't get in with drunk drivers. That's a good decision. I don't advocate it. We just had a song when I was 15 years old that I took from her parlor. That was comedy. It was her song. Exactly. Yeah, there's the moral of the story, kids. He's still scarred.
Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Ben Kramer joins us, uh, but uh, Ben Kramer's on the road uh, this week, actually, and uh, he was going to join us, but his cell phone uh, service uh, was a little spotty. He um, he um, he actually wanted to try, but um, I just got a message from him stating uh, that I'm in a van full of kids uh, on the interstate in North Dakota. Oh, North Dakota. Yeah, and I'm imagining cell phone service. No, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm going to imagine it's going to be pretty tough there. Yeah, from, with a kid full of North bands Dakota, at this point. Yeah. With kids screaming, Dad, Dad, yeah. So he yeah. basically stated, um, I can let you know this. Romar Morris is the value running back of the week with injuries in Calgary uh, this week. So Romar Morris is the value running back of the week with injuries in Calgary this week. Deron Carter makes his return to yep. wide receiver tonight. Yep. He's already in the lineup. Uh, damn right, he's going to be in our lineup tonight. What is he? Forty-seven hundred dollars. Cheap, cheap, cheap. Yep, he's got. You got to put him in. All right, this is actually pretty interesting. Uh, injuries may keep Eric Rogers out, bumping up Kamar Jordan. Um, you know, to be honest, too, I was taking a look at uh, Eric Rogers in this spot and, and the Calgary Stampeders. So we'll definitely uh, have to uh, zero in on that. We have two CFL games on the board here tonight. What else uh, news? Terrence oh. Tolliver goes to the bench. Alex uh, Green is back at uh, running back uh, for Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have some breaking news too, Gabe. He likes, uh, he says uh, Riley is the way to, well, Riley's yeah. the guy every week, but he goes, if you don't like Riley, a quarterback, uh, he, he suggests, this is from his column as well over at Daily Roto, he suggests Johnny Manziel, uh, Bo Levi Mitchell, or Masoli, but I actually think Bethel uh, Thompson's worth a look. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was going to say. Uh, Bethel Thompson. What's your news you have for? No, that was about, yeah, just about Bethel Thompson starting for for the Argos. So he's going to be really, really, really cheap. Oh, that's the news. Yeah, that was uh, some, oh, no, that's the thing. Like it's it's actually funny because when you talk to Tressman, Tressman's a big uh, Bethel Thompson guy, and then they said when they ran the offense, they wanted to do more. Uh, they thought Franklin was going to be the guy, but uh, it turns out that they really, really like Bethel Thompson, so they're going to him. It's a guy that uh, was pretty good. You saw him, Gabe, earlier in camp, too. The guy had a lot of confidence. Veteran guy has been in the Eagles camp. He looks really, really good. And at a cheap price, might be worth a flyer today. If you put him, him in, you could do a bunch of all-stars for the rest of your team. Yeah, I think I think you'll see a little extra pop uh, here tonight with the Toronto Argonaut offense. I like the Argonauts plus the points as well as the over. 
uh, in this football game. Um, so you know we'll get uh, we'll get into some um, some CFL uh, DFS a little bit later on. But tonight though, it's about the NFL uh, DFS really, and we got this this Baltimore Raven game. Uh, we were talking about it earlier, so I've been talking a lot about this. We have a new coach in Chicago, and we have a new offensive coordinator, which and they have a complicated offense. I mean, it's a you know they're they're, they're learning everything new. Baltimore is not learning everything new. Baltimore's just a deeper team. I really don't understand the live movement in this game, but I like the Baltimore Ravens to win this game tonight. I think most people like the Ravens tonight. They are deep. The total's up to 35, man. It keeps climbing. What was it? What did it open at? 32? Uh, 30, yeah. It was 33 and a half, and it went down to 32 and a half, and then it went back up to 33 and a half, and now it's, it keeps climbing. It's up to 35. Yeah. There could be points. It's getting to the number now. It's getting to the number now where I'm seriously considering. Considering the under? Yes. Yeah. With that kind of steam movement? That's a, it's a big move. It's a very big move. The only thing is 36 is a key number. 35, you know, 1917 yeah. gets to 36. 36 and 37 are a number. 35 really isn't. Yep, 2017 to 37. But there's a big jump here. Uh, you know, to be serious, Cam, most of these games, they're usually around 32 points. Yep. It's usually 17, 16, 17, 14. There's been a few. I mean, here, let me look up uh, the past history. Of All these the games. Game? Yeah, and they are sort of correlated in a sense because it's basically just a scrub game. Yeah. It's not, um, you know, it's not, you know, week two and week three. You'll see the preseason picks up as it goes on. All right, so here, here are the scores. Recent scores. So um, 2018 last year. Yep. Or uh, So I remember that one. The 2018 one was frustrating, man. Teams went for two and stuff. and That's why it creeped <laughs> over the number. They got to 38. Year before, 14-3, under. Uh-huh. 17-13, under. 24-20, over. 17-10, under. 16-7, under. So basically, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. 4 and 2 to the under. under. There's not a lot of wiggle room when you got 35. The problem is there's interceptions and there's fumbles. Because players are bad. Yeah, going to make mistakes. So you you sort of figure, and another thing is, too, it used to be teams just sort of run the ball right into the pile and sort of just kill time in these preseason games. Now they don't. They try stuff. Yeah, like even the backup, like, you know, the four-straight yeah, quarterback yeah. they're going to cut, they'll let them throw the ball around. Like, they don't, they don't care about results generally. You know, Baltimore, though, seems to win more than other teams do, and you can't, you can't overlook that. Eight straight wins and covers in the preseason for the Baltimore Ravens. That's I'm a, not getting in front of that. That's absolutely shocking. And as I mentioned, I'm not big on Mark Helfrich coming in here, man. I, I'm really not. I, you know, I'm, not, I'm not overly sold on the Bears. I know people are trying to buy into the Bears. and you know, To me, John Fox wasn't a bad coach. He just wasn't the right fit yeah. there. But their defense is decent. You know, to me, the win total, though, six and a half. They have big, big questions at, so the, sure at, the, wide, at the wide receiver. I'm not sure they can win they seven. They have huge, seven games. Can't huge questions game. at the wide receiver position. Huge. Huge questions like, at the coaching position, look at, like, offensive the, coordinator position. No stars. And a lot of unproven guys. Allen Robinson, what, he comes over from uh, Jacksonville. He's trending downwards. We don't know how their rookies are going to turn out. they got to, like, like – Every guy, Kevin White's been hurt ever since out of West Virginia. He hasn't even played. Like, you look at their lineup, you look at the names and go, like, who's, like, really? They don't really have a, a, a go-to guy. And Trubisky's still young. I think Tariq Cohen's a good back, though, like, and, and Howard. Like, I like what they can do there, but you can't just, you're going to have to throw the ball. That's the problem. 
the receivers are below average. Yeah, I'm not buying. Uh, I'm not buying in. I think I think the Baltimore Ravens are a nice play here tonight. I think they're a deeper team. They've got a lot of competition going on uh, right now uh, in Baltimore, as does Chicago. And I think yeah. uh, you know we'll we'll talk about this in the six o'clock hour. But we'll identify some of the players that are really battling uh, for jobs right now. If you're playing DFS in the preseason, then the the way to go is not starters. And I know some people are going to bite, and or they're going to bite on the backup uh, per se. And especially these Hall of Fame games. You know, it's third stringers, four stringers. As we stated, I I think Tyler Bray. Yeah, Tyler Bray's going to play uh, three quarters here. Yeah, if he's going to play three quarters, I think he's a must play then. I don't know how much Lamar Jackson is going to play. I'd, I'd hope a lot, but then again, he's the first round draft pick. They might not want to. Yes, that's a that's a big question. Like you want to showcase him, kid, but how long is he going to be there? They for? have this kid, Josh Woodrum. Yeah, Woodrum. Yes, yes. Yeah, Josh Woodrum. I I think he he might be in the game like a the lot. Entire second half yeah. type thing. It's a good call, Gabe. Woodrum's actually yeah. They, that's the thing. If like, you're look, if you're Baltimore, Flacco's not there, so RG three starts. He plays the first quarter. Also, um, you give Lamar Jackson the second quarter, and I'm not even sure Lamar. If Lamar Jackson plays the whole quarter, Cam, then I want to take him. I got to put a lineup yeah. with Lamar Jackson. I think Lamar Jackson will make a statement and is fast enough to get to the corner and score a touchdown tonight and get you some points. But as I stated, everything I'm reading and I've been reading a lot out of Baltimore is Lamar Jackson's a little behind the curve. There's, you know what I mean? They're not, they're not in a hurry to throw him out there. Like he's yeah. gonna play, but it's not. It's not just that too. When you look at Joe Flacco, he's an older veteran quarterback, one hit away from getting hurt. Well, he's not Who's, even in uniform. Yeah, exactly. Who's your backup quarterback? RG three has had every injury in the book. Lamar Jackson's a first round draft pick, an investment. Woodrum, actually, if you really want to break it down, well, makes a lot of sense too, that's it, because, because the, he's the guy they have to worry about everybody else. But also the linemen and everybody. Not everybody's ready, right? So yeah. exactly. If you're going to get somebody killed in the first game of the year, you get, a, tack- be force you get a tackling dummy. Yes. Kid from Liberty. That's right. I'm here. Hey, hey, Woodrum, <laughs> you're, you're in. Yeah. You're playing the second half. Good luck, kid. Yep. You know what I mean? You're not going to be on our team. You play well. Maybe you'll be on our practice roster. Like That's, that's generally yep. the gist of it. You know, Baltimore, though, as we were saying earlier, Baltimore does have a decision to make. And the fact of the matter is, and I know people are going to criticize Lamar Jackson if if he's not officially the backup when the season starts, but he's raw. Lamar Jackson is raw. Very raw. And Baltimore has to look at the reality of the situation in which, okay, we have Joe Flacco, who is an injury-prone quarterback, who has been injured. If Joe Flacco gets injured in week one or week two, are we comfortable with just throwing Lamar Jackson out here? Number one, our season's going to go to hell. Yep. Number two, we could have a Deshaun Kaiser situation on our hands here. What if he really, really struggles? It destroys it destroys Destroy quarterbacks. Your, your confidence, exactly. You yeah. saw what Kaiser did. You can't come back. Like Kaiser Nate, was Nate a, Peterman's yeah. going to have to fight back from that five interception game by playing good for like a month. What you Hugh Jackson I mean? did to, did to Kaiser too. You saw him in the red zone. He panicked every time. He was yeah. moving the ball, but every time he's like, "Oh, that pick six, that pick six, that mistake." That's where it really, really showed. Yeah. So, and listen, I think Lamar Jackson. I'm not saying he can't play in the NFL. Well, he, he's he going to be back. I'm, I'm really, a Lamar Jackson fan. He has time. He needs to learn. Though. I'm just saying that basically the season starts in four weeks, and there, the Ravens have decisions to make. Yeah. I think RG3 really surprised them, to be honest. RG3 was supposed to just sort of be a third stringer, 
No. Behind not. Lamar Jackson, wouldn't you think? No, no, he wasn't going to be. A, no, they wouldn't have an RG3 as a third stringer. You'd have a younger, you know, developmental guy. RG3 was brought in almost as a favor. As a, eh, can't hurt to have him in camp. You know what I mean? He wasn't expected to be this good. This is the thing. Like, he's much, much, much better than Lamar Jackson is now. So they're they're sort of in a situation here. Now, it doesn't mean it could mean could mean that RG3 plays well and he gets traded. You know, if another team needs a quarterback yep. and they see, they go, man, look at this. RG3's playing well. Yeah, we actually can get for something for this guy. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons why they could be playing RG3 tonight, right? Are they showcasing him? You know, it's just even, you know, for, is RG3 is showcasing himself as well? Yeah, that's another point. Definitely. I, yeah, I know basically it went from RG3 wasn't expected to make the team. That was the gist of it. The, the plan was essentially Joe Flacco one, Lamar Jackson two, and uh, Baltimore doesn't carry a third quarterback. That's like that's this is why I, I can get into it. I can I want to find the exact number, but I believe I saw the quote from Harbaugh. Harbaugh even said we haven't carried three quarterbacks since 2008 or something. They don't do three quarterbacks. So if Lamar Jackson isn't ready, yeah. then they're doing three quarterbacks. And I'll tell yeah. you what, it ain't going to be uh, Josh Woodrum. Woodrum. No. So if they think, okay, RG3 really is going to be our backup quarterback, then let's not get him killed here. So where I'm just going with this, it's you know, there's a lot of dynamics here. It's a lot easier, guys, as the preseason evolves. Into week two, into week three in the preseason, a lot of the unknowns are, are sort of taken out. You'll know, okay, Eli Manning's going to play the first half. All right, Drew Brees yeah. is playing the first half. Like, some of these starters, man, I remember last year, I lost the Seattle preseason bet cam because they played they played Russell Wilson for, like, three quarters. Yeah, I know. they. That's what, yeah. It wasn't even, like, the dress rehearsal game. It was just one of these. Carroll does crazy stuff like that. He wouldn't take him out. I know. He wouldn't take him out. I was like, you're seeing a lot of that more. You have Russell Wilson in here with, like, third and four stringers right now. And they were like, wow, Russell wanted to play. Uh, and I lost because Wilson was making plays. Yeah. <laughs> it really pissed me off. What game I think it was two years ago. Was the Chargers? Which, I'm trying to think what game that was. Uh, I'll tell you what, Pete Carroll is a good preseason coach. Yes, he, he, that, he, he has a huge he, winning percentage because he wants to win these games. He, goes he plays to win. He runs the score up in so, the oh, so, uh, preseason. Remember the game? I'll never forget the year. I lost an under, so I lost an yeah. under last year uh, with a, uh, a Seahawks game because the Seahawks wouldn't stop scoring. Trayvon Boykin was running it in and spiking the ball. The stadium sold out. Carroll's like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they did the- he gets fired up for it. He, Pete Carroll, I'm telling you guys, we're not just talking shit now. No. Pete Carroll cares about preseason games. The Seattle Seahawks were playing the Denver Broncos, and they kept their starters in there. I remember I'm watching the game, <laughs> and they kicked the shit. Out. Like, Peyton Manning, it was 7 nothing, 14, 21, 28. Like they were, and Pete Carroll's just, like, on the sidelines smirking, like, more, more, more. You don't see a preseason score. I think it was forty-five to three or something. Like they absolutely beat the living piss out of them, yep. and, he, and they were happy doing it. No, he's a different. He's a different cat. That guy. You, you see, he you likes s- to set the tempo. You see, the, and you see. But the thing is, it's a yin and yang situation. You see the turmoil within the Seahawks organization before the year too. They got a lot of. They got a lot of problems. A lot of a uh, lot. A lot of players fighting with nah, this guy and that guy. They do and they don't. And who's their big problem right now? Earl Thomas. That's a, he's their best defensive player, Gabe. So he's basically saying, pay me or trade yeah. me. Dude, they're going to have to get rid of him. Without Earl Thomas and that se- that that secondary, man. I know, but they need to start over. I'm telling you, they can't have any of these old guys in a room anymore. Because you, you're about Pete Carroll. What did, what, did Martel, what did Bennett say, Michael Bennett say about him? 
said, oh, I just, you know, we've, we've tuned him out for the last three yeah. years. He tells the same stories. He goes, you know, the rah-rah stuff, it gets old. I thought it was a dick move because Bennett, Pete Carroll had your back a lot over Oh, actually, he, a lot when teams didn't know. He yeah. always had Bennett there. So he yeah. basically, you know, threw Carroll in the bus. He said, you know, Pete's a nice guy, but to be truthful, everyone in the room has sort of tuned him out. And, you know, he's speaking honestly. Yep. He said, you know, we've heard his stories. We know his motivational speeches, you know, and plus he's kind of crazy, right, Pete Carroll. So they said, you know, he's kind of a rah-rah guy, but after a while it yeah. it's, it's overkill and you tune it out. And Richard Sherman sort of was talking about yeah, the same thing. Yeah, he said thing. the same thing. He said, Pete Carroll, he said, oh, he sort of insulted him and said he's more of a college-type guy. It's like, you know what? Yeah. You know, you guys would all shit on a coach that's like a big asshole like Bill O'Brien and doesn't joke with the players or anything. Yeah. And then you get a raw-raw guy chewing his gum and he's, like, clapping all the time, and then you mock him for being too raw-raw. He also won a Super Bowl. Yeah. And he like, took he him had some good years, and they should have won a couple. But actually what it comes down to is there's major resentment among the players about that Super Bowl game. Yes. They blame Pete Carroll. Yes, they do. Like, they really do. Like him, to this him, day, him and the offensive coordinator. Like, Richard Sherman basically took a shot on the way out, stating, you know, basically if they weren't stupid, I'd have another Super Bowl yeah, ring. Lay- the whole, all that old old group, they yeah. all hold a grudge about they it. They do. It's not just Carroll, the coordinator, too. They hate his yeah, guts. Bevel. But, yeah, Bevel. Um, D- Bevel. Yeah, Darren Bevel. Um, Be- Bevel and Carroll are attached at the hip, hated by that regime. Yeah, so, and Earl Thomas is part of that clique. So if Sherman's gone and Bennett's gone and all these old guys are then, gone, then you have to concede yourself. You're going to be it's it's rebuild. The thing is, Russell Wilson still like I know, but that's the rebuild. Here's another thing. That's a problem too. They're kind of, Russell Wilson's kind of getting screwed for as good as he yes. is. Yes, uh, if you think we'll get to that in a second, but and you look at Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson was never part of that clique. They no. never liked no. him. They never liked him. Richard Sherman, Pete Carroll had to tell Richard Sherman stop no, acting like to, such an asshole. They used to, they used to like pick on yeah, Russell like, Wilson a bit. Like yeah. Richard Sherman would intercept the ball and like throw it at Wilson's foot, like back at his feet. They would talk shit to him. There was a click in the room that Wilson wasn't black enough. You know what I mean? That he wasn't torsion. Yeah, that he didn't hang with them. That you know the thing he doesn't drink, right? Yeah. So they're like, man, this guy. It's all about him and his sponsorship. He never talks to anyone on the team. He doesn't hang with anybody. And, like, the defense, well, there, there was a real friction between defense and offense. Like, Wilson's yes. glad these guys are gone. So just get rid of Thomas and move on. I love Thomas. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone, we promise. No weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Rest in peace to uh, to Randy Rhodes. So we got uh, baseball tonight too, Cam. Although I can't lie, yeah. I really I really focused in more today on the football today. I got football fever. So, and I'm not gonna lie. Also, it actually took me 
took me about an hour to do the the NFL like line. Yeah, well, because there's a lot of depth chart issues. There's a lot of things to think about. Well, I did it's like put around. the puzzle together, man. It's tough. I, you know, I followed four different people on Twitter basically. So I did research like two Baltimore Raven beat writers on yep. Twitter. I scoured through all their tweets. Yep. Saw their stories. Went through two Chicago Bear beat writers. Yep. Went through all their tweets about the Bears, and uh, then. I read the the newspapers, the actual newspapers themselves. So I went to the Baltimore Sun, yep, Chicago Herald Tribune, I think it was. <laughs> uh, so I read the newspapers, great, pa- great yeah. papers. Read the papers, and uh, and then on top of that, read uh, went over the gambling uh, aspects of the game. So I did pretty much what I could. I mean, I read about eight to ten different sources of information on one stupid preseason. And you know, and you know, it's not going to go according to plan. That's just that's what that's well, what they're going to throw a wrench in the plan. It but. better. <laughs> it better. go. I, to ho- plan. I hope. I hope it does. It better. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough though because a lot of these guys they say one thing and then then the actual game happens and. Different things happen, but we'll, we'll see, Moretzi. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I don't know if you're gonna go put put your foot in the water pretty deep with a Baltimore play, but if you like the Ravens, you gotta like the track record. I don't know. I'm not uh, I'm not gonna throw tons of units on this game. I gotta I gotta think about it a little bit more. Would you bake a cake without a recipe? I've done it. Or go to trial for public urination without an attorney? Mm-hmm. Depends. <laughs> Bad move. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do they say? Anybody that has an attorney uh, themselves for an attorney has a uh, an idiot for a client. Uh, something like that. <laughs> then why would you go to a fantasy football draft without the Roto Experts exclusive edge fantasy football package? We have a uh, fantasy uh, Hall of Famer, number one overall accuracy expert uh, on staff. Uh, compiling rankings, writing articles, projecting uh, statistics, answering pre-draft questions. Uh, our company has been nominated for over 60 fantasy industry awards in the last three years. We are here to help you win. Go to rotoexperts.com, use uh, code WINNER to get 10% off and give us the honor of leading you to fantasy glory with the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. And don't forget as well, we're giving away more tickets to the World Series. And... Um, Last time it was trivia, and it was a lot of fun playing the trivia, yeah. but uh, this time it's just uh, you participate in free DFS baseball contests. Concerts, uh, contests are sponsored by DKMS, and I saw the video, actually. Oh, yeah, you showed me. That was awesome. Yeah, some great stuff. You actually see the work that DKMS does. You put a face to it. There was a video up on a fantasy sports uh, Twitter uh, handle, and uh, they were at the studio on the patio in uh, in Manhattan, and... Uh, you see the donors, you see the kids that were getting it, and, uh, yeah, it's great stuff to actually put a face to this stuff. No, it was awesome. Like, that video was great, and uh, what the, the work that they were doing, Gabe, I'm glad you showed me that because uh, it was nice to see that video. That, like Those those people, they've done, they done a lot of work. I'd love to have another trivia contest, but even though we had a lot of fun with it, I think it's easier to give the rest of the tickets away through a contest, yeah, many, even though we had fun. Many patients, a bone marrow transplant is the best chance for survival. 30% of patients can find a matching donor in their family. 70%, nearly 14,000 each year need strangers to uh, step up and donate. Find out how you can help the cause and win 2018 World Series tickets playing free daily fantasy baseball by going to dailyroto.com slash DKMS. That's dailyroto.com slash DKMS. Your ticket to the World Series and someone's ticket to life. So speaking of baseball uh, tonight, what do you think of the baseball board? Have you taken a look? Yes, I have. There's a couple of things that uh, a lot of big time pitchers pitching. Yeah, and a lot of interest. Like look at look at the Jays still going, but then no pitchers. They got Tyler Clippard, a reliever, going against King Felix. 
I know King Felix hasn't you know, been great. But, no, but at 140 yeah, at Seattle yeah, at home, yeah. I, I'm hoping I'm not falling into the trap door because Seattle's going to be on the card tonight. I could definitely tell you that. The Jays showed nothing. When they went to Oakland, they basically rolled over. I don't know what the hell they're going to do. Marcus Stroman's just going absolutely bananas, too. This this whole team, like, it just looks like they're, re- they're ready to implode, and uh, a West Coast trip for them has never, never, never worked out well. Uh, even though they'll have fans in Seattle, it's uh, they, they're not good enough. So I'm probably going to lay it down with the Mariners tonight. I was looking uh, who else? Washington's minus 290. Maybe take them on the red line. Cincinnati, Scherzer, Scherzer's going for the Nationals. Melee for Cincinnati. They might get absolutely rocked in that game. Interesting, good matchup between uh, Boston and the Yankees. Johnson and Sabathia, two good teams there. Slightly into Boston. I think your boy Gallardo is a, a steal on DraftKings tonight going up against Baltimore. It's interesting, Gallardo and Kashner, both pitchers, two of the cheaper pitchers tonight on the card, and actually surprisingly have good recent form. Uh, Texas at home to Baltimore. I'm, I'm looking at that, Gabe, and uh, a couple other things. Uh, maybe Zach Greinke in Arizona, too. I wish uh, that one's a buck seventy-five, though. That's a lot of pretty juice. pricey against Bumgarner. Yeah, it is. It is. But uh, I, I got faith in Greinke. He's on fire. He's actually one of my uh, pitchers tonight, too. I'm going to do the uh, the Poly Public parlay with the Nationals and the Dodgers. Nationals Scherzer and Kershaw. Yeah. yeah, why not? One oh two. Hey, that's not too bad, actually. That's really good. I, to be honest, look, the Dodgers had a nice comeback, too. So if like, you notice, I usually do one of these favorite parlays in a night. Look, the other night, man, we hit the plus 149 one. It was Arizona yeah. and uh, and the Athletics. It was a good night. So, like, I don't always just, oh, it's got to be minus 300 to do it. You know, the Yankees one was a screw job the other day in the afternoon. Yeah, I know. I did that, too. I that, fell was, into, that was a stupid Well, Lane, Lane, that was Sonny Gray. We should know better. That was that, that we were stupid there. But Max Scherzer's been all but unhittable right now. Yep. I wanted to take him in DraftKings, but he's just $13,000. You can't get any bats in uh, if you take him, right? That's why I took one kind of expensive pitcher in Greinke, and then I yeah. went with, and then I went cheap, and I managed to get some really, really hot bats in the lineup tonight. Um, you got, and then you got Clayton Kershaw on the hill tonight. And let's look at this from a gaming and from a DFS perspective. Now, first off, from a DraftKings perspective, and we've talked a lot about Clayton Kershaw since his return, you're paying, you're paying a premium price for Clayton Kershaw, yet he's not premium form. And not I'm not saying it negatively about him. He's still a, he's still an awesome pitcher, and they're getting ready for the playoffs. But there was a pitch count, right? So you were paying $12,000. you are paying these big monster numbers for Clayton Kershaw, yet you were only going to get 74 pitches from him. Yeah. You know, and he was he was pitching well, but he was, you know, let, let, let's look at the prices here. Let's yeah, let me check in. You know, basically you, you would spend like $12,000 and get 17 DK points from him. Yeah, that's that's stupid. Yeah, and it wasn't where you're not getting that 30-point production. And that's the thing. You could be on Kashner, who's like the cheapest pitcher, and that's what they talked about, your value for him. Five straight double-digit DK points. Like, you know what I mean? He pitches for Baltimore. I know it might be crazy. When he came back, a good example. Okay, he came back against the Mets. First start, uh, back 55 pitches. He was $11,800. He had seven DK points. Right, he only he only pitched uh, you know he only pitched uh, seven point two pitches. Yep. against Chicago Cubs, pitched well, eighteen point nine DK points. But for eleven seven, instead you know you're no, not even want... getting double your value. Nope. It's not worth it, no, right? It's not. Look, twelve thousand dollars against the Pirates, fifteen point one, not enough. He pitched well, but you know what I mean because of the pitch count, seventy four pitches. All right, then what? Now let's see what's starting to happen here. San Diego are terrible. So he struck out a lot of them, and uh, you, you know, only 89 pitches. He's got 25 DK points. 
Uh, then the L.A. Angels. He won six and two-thirds, Cam. Look at the pitch count. Yeah, 108. 108. Yep. What does that say? He's back. And then Milwaukee, a smooth 88. Yep. Smooth, yep. smooth 88 pitches. Got out of that game with 17.3. And then his last start. Over 100 again. Yeah, seven and two-third innings. He went deeper into the game than he's ever gone. 101 pitches, eight strikeouts, 31 DK points. You clearly see, and my point is here, tonight Clayton Kershaw is $11,600. Clayton Kershaw was $11,800 in his first start back, back. Where he pitched 58 pitches. Yeah. Yeah. So now it makes sense. it's a fair buying in yes. here. Yep, it's a fair pricing point to buy in for Kershaw. Yep, I agree. In my that. opinion. Yeah. And in my opinion, like I before, I would have been like, no, 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 no. You just you're, you're not going to spend now. You might as well just spend thirteen on Scherzer, or just take Granky at eleven two. But now, Kershaw really is capable, and I expect him to put up twenty five to thirty DK points tonight. If you're taking Kershaw, you got to go with a, ch- a cheaper second arm though, and I think there's some great options out there. I did. I went with King Felix. Yeah, that's another. Yeah, versus the Jays, he's somebody he to look. No, it's a big gamble with King Felix. It is a it is a big gamble with him, but I also you could make a case for some of these cheaper guys like Kashner as a, as bad as Baltimore has been, his numbers have been very very solid recently. We talk about his three point seven ERA on the road too. He's dirt cheap. He's fifty one hundred dollars. Yes, but also I'm going with your guy tonight, Gallardo. Gallardo yeah, is sixty. Yeah, yeah. Gallardo is sixty two hundred dollars playing Baltimore. Do you know about Gallardo? His numbers have actually been good. His last 3.95, the last three, he had 37.7 DK points. Like, and versus good teams, Gabe. Like, look at it, look at this guy's recent form. It's absolutely like 22.4, 15.3. He's the cheapest pitcher on the board. Like, he's had some good starts there. 25.5. Like, he had one bad game against Boston. Who doesn't get shelled against Boston? He got minus 2.2 DK points. Other than that, he's been like, I, I'm on Gardo tonight against Baltimore. Who's going to hit for Baltimore? You know who's a real train wreck uh, pitcher coming into tonight? Vargas? Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, Vargas! Yeah, it's hard to believe, eh? Vargas actually won 18 games uh, last year. Vargas is going to get lit up tonight. He's got an ERA of 8.36. He's got two wins uh, on the year. Vargas and the Mets are winless in his past four starts. He got tagged for 10 runs in his last two outings versus the Rockies and the Pirates. Um, and, in fact, the last time that uh, Vargas won a baseball game was in late May. <laughs> <laughs> I, I pretty much just mushed this and cursed us. I know. Now, now, you know what I mean? Yeah, we do this all the time. That guy's a gas can. What a performance! I, I hate to say this, yeah. but the last time he won a game was the last game. The last time he won a game that he started was in May against the same team they're playing tonight. You know what, though, Gabe? The it's Atlanta like, Braves. You didn't mush it because the last time, I remember we said it before, but the last time you're like, ah, oh, Covey. That guy's a real gas cannon. The best was the game was like 0-0 for a while, and then Kansas City exploded. They went, run, 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 run. That guy got rocked. I was so mad at myself I didn't take the over this game last yeah. night. Oh, I know. I saw it early. It was scoreless. I know. I was like, God, that's great. These no. idiots are scoreless. Then it's, next thing you know, it's 10-6. to 6. You're like, yeah, what yeah. the hell is going on? That's the thing. When you're, when you're t- between who was it? It was Colby and uh, who was the Colby other and Junis. Yeah, Junis. Junis. Junis Priest. <laughs> Junis Priest. <laughs> I'll tell you, though, the White Sox and the Royals' bullpens, things get a little bit sketchy after the sixth. That's the thing. Like, you could have an under game for a while, but I'll tell you, so man, we, you might want some Atlanta Braves in your lineup against yeah, uh, Vargas yeah, I tonight. Agree. I agree. We were talking about Max Scherzer and just how good he's been. Uh, Max, uh, Max Scherzer uh, has won his last four starts, including a three-hit performance in eight innings. He struck out 11 batters in a 9-1 win over the Miami uh, Marlins uh, on Friday. Yeah, he's he's in he's in fine form right now. And I'll tell you what, 
You know who's really, really killing it right now, Cam? We'll talk about this with Ricky Sanders. And I got good news about Ricky Sanders, actually, yep. after. Um, but you know who's been freaking killing it since the All-Star break? And specifically since he didn't get traded the other day, too? Bryce Harper. Oh, I know. The Washington Nationals are raking right now. And I now. tell you what, the Nationals, this is it right now. I remember remember when they came back and they were losing like 10 nothing in a game and they came back and won? Yep. And we thought, all right, maybe this is their turning point for the Nationals and this gets them going. Nothing's gotten these son of a bitches going, man. All right? You know what got them going, actually? It's pretty crazy. Was all that talk about breaking them up at the yep. deadline. About Harper being dealt. Trade Harper. Yeah, what do we want to pay this yeah. guy? And maybe we should just trade other guys. And the GM went on the radio even. The GM of Washington does a lot of public interviews where he's pretty open about the team. I think he's too open, to be honest. Yes, yes. He always sort of sets, he always lets you know where they're at. So he basically stated going into the weekend last weekend, oh, no, he said, I'll break this team up if they don't play well this weekend. Like, he basically threatened them. They split the series. It was the total Washington job. He didn't know what to do after. It was like, son of a bitch. I wanted them to go one and three or three and one right. here, yeah, but they went two and two. I'm in the same boat I was in, right? But they're not. The thing with the Nationals, it's like, oh, give up on the season. They're not that far back. They're only six games off, like seven games, just five and a half, seven, bouncing around. If they just go on a streak, they can catch up. It seems post-All-Star break, if Harper keeps hitting like this, That's they're the going to win baseball games. And they also have other weapons on their team. Guys do the jumps Rendon's there. killing it right Rendon now. Rendon is so underrated. Murphy's a guy that gets it in streaks. Soto's a good young player. But the problem is, you said it, and I watched the Nationals games on the package. You're going up and down. What happens? They were like the Dodgers before. Get guys on. Ooh, line double yeah. play. Yeah. Couldn't get those runs. Then they score, what, 26 runs. That's the thing. Like it almost they seems blow like, a lot of leads, too. Yes, they do. There, there seems like there's a fire under their ass now. Like They look like a team that can go on a there big There actually big does. Run. That's what I'm saying. They sort of, they were always lackluster. Nothing got them no, going. No, and, they, and they, play, they play poorly against shitty teams. Like, you could tell the chemistry yeah. was weird and just, just everything's off with them. And I don't know. I can't say, oh, they're back and all this and that, but... Bryce Harper, man, he's freaking killing it since the All-Star break. And they seem to be playing angry. Scherzer and Strasburg got into it in a dugout last week, if you remember. And uh, there was a confrontation. Yeah. And uh, I think it was actually a healthy one, Cam. It's not like, oh, there's – I think it was good. Sometimes you I think it was yeah. basically like, listen, guys, enough. Like, I don't care about your feelings. This, 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 and this. Everything needs to be said. Otherwise, we're going to get broken up, and we're not going to the playoffs. And I think, that, I don't know, it just seems like they're sort of manning up over the last week or so, the Nationals have been. Good way of looking at it. Sometimes, uh, in today's world, that's the thing. Like, in the old days, when you had a problem, sometimes you'd have, like, a fight in the dressing room and shit and bring your team together. Now it's like, ooh, there's tension, there's tension. You know what? Once in a while, you got to go back old school and get a job like that. Strasburg was freaking out. Yeah, I, I like that. I like Strasburg went into the dugout, and, well, he was kind of bitching, right? He went in, he was kind of pouty, and I think Scherzer told him to chill out. Yep. And Strasburg said something back. And uh, you see, Strasburg yeah. told him F off, essentially. Really? Yeah, he was basically like, get the hell out of my face type thing. And Strasburg stormed into the into the clubhouse from yeah. the dugout. Scherzer went right after him. See, that's leadership. Like, yeah. he didn't let it no, get no. out of the hand. What the hell's your problem? He went yeah. right up to him, and he told him, this is why I'm doing this right now. And the thing is, hey, you're good, Strasburg, but you should shut up and listen to Scherzer. Scherzer's a Cy Young Award winner, World Series champion. One of the best pitchers in the game. Yep. 
So Scherzer's telling you, listen, you can't do this. You, you got to listen to him. And that's a problem with Washington, to be honest, leadership. Scherzer only plays every five days. That's right. It's hard for him to sit. He's not the manager. He can't become that bully and like, hey, hey, hey to everyone. You know whose damn job it is? Bryce Harper. Exactly. He's got a man Bryce up. Harper is such an egomaniac. And I'm not shitting on Bryce Harper. He's a good player. But I'm just stating he's not a leader. No, he's not. He's, you know what I mean? He's a superstar. He's a damn good baseball player. With weird not blonde hair. Yeah. And you know what I mean? He's not the type of guy that's going to go into the room and say, listen, guys. Yeah. We need to, like, stop crying and suck it up and win some games. Like, they don't – remember that Jason Worth? He could do that. Yes, he could. You know, some guy that would say, listen, man, enough bullshit in this room, all right? You know, let's just play baseball. Harper, guys doing T-Mobile ads. You know what I'm saying? They'll be like, we don't even know if you're going to be here, Bryce, so you shut up. He's a metrosexual.